Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Hey. 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 Well, our guest is Jimmy Pardo today. <laughs> and uh, it's like a three-part show. I'll explain why. We do a pre-show. It's about 36 minutes. And then uh, Jimmy Pardo join us, joins us at 36 minutes in. So if you're, I always say this, and I always will, if you're just tuning in and you want to hear, uh, you don't want to hear the pre-show, we talk about stuff we've talked about many times. But I just felt like talking about it again. Uh, if you don't, maybe you just want to hear the regular show. Jimmy Pardo joins us at the 36-minute mark. So there's that, the pre-show, I felt good afterwards, and then after Jimmy Pardo leaves, Bobby Miyamoto came by and we just had sort of a show with the family, and that's, uh, we'll drop that on Monday. So much. Um, when In the pre-show, we talked about someone up at Montreal that, was, that said the comment about when a white male, when a white straight male, you could say, um, is fighting for somebody's rights. Why else would he say that? Uh, except that it's the right thing to do. And I couldn't remember who said it at the festival. I don't know why, just based on his name. But his name is Will Anderson. And he's a, was uh, we never met before. We met up at the festival and we were all sitting around one night having a talk. And me and him and a few other people. And uh, Will Anderson, with one L, for the love of God. So, uh, I think that's everything. I really do. Um, so, did you hear a little glitch? Because it's because I stopped my recorder on my phone and then I started it again. You know what I was thinking of today? My second grade teacher, I went to Davisville Elementary School. Davisville Elementary? And second grade teacher was Mrs. Ziegler. There's got to be somebody out there like a lawyer that knows how to do that. Then, I used to live on Kilburn Road in northeast Philadelphia. No, you're not going to be able to find these people. I need to give you their address. I know the address. And they lived like three doors over. Tom and Eileen Scott. Then they moved to Atlantic City. But they used to live on Kilburn Road. I can get the address. I will. Maybe someone out there. That would be great. And then... 
Well, that's it. Let's start there. Mrs. Ziegler. And Mrs. Biazzi, too. Miss Ziegler taught me in second grade and uh, didn't do very well, but she was very patient with me, and I remember her so well. And then I remember I was going to fail second grade, and she wanted. She said, "If if if to my parents, if if they keep me, just if I stay back, she'll be able to. She'll give me extra attention." And but my parents, we decided to put me in like the same school, but like a special class. And my teacher there was Miss Biazzi. Wonder where she is. It's got to be somebody. You know what I'm going to do next week on the show? I'm going to find out all the information I can on some of these people that I'm trying to find. Who knows? Somebody out there might be able to help me. All right, I'm I'm really rambling. Um, enjoy the show, and what else can I say? <laughs> I'm okay. That's it. That's it. Enjoy the show, Aristotle. You're great. You're a good man. Roll in the jingle. All right, everybody, bye. Roll it in now. And I mean now. Now. Now entering Nerdist.com. I feel like I've been away forever. How are you? You're good? You are? Seriously? Oh, shit, I moved my own mic. Hi. Okay, here's what's going on today. Um, Robbie, what's your last name? Kirkhoff. Robbie Kirkhoff. He sent in last week, ah, this is JFK. And he also sent in uh, the guy, Jerry Seinfeld called in. Well, we don't want to give it away. And then Adam Cousins here. Uh, Robbie's a comedian. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? Three years. Three years. And how long, uh, well, you've been doing comedy for, for a while. Uh, uh, Adam Cousins, who uh, is, is hanging today. Uh, and then, of course, Aristotle's here and young Jake Adams here. And, um... And Jimmy Pardo's our guest. And then we're going to – I think Jimmy Pardo's going to stay for a while, and I'm very excited that he's here. You know, I won't say this to Jimmy Pardo because there's nothing really to say when someone says this to your face. But everyone in this room knows Jimmy Pardo, of course. And uh, Jimmy's, Jimmy Pardo is one of those guys that every bone in his body is funny. And uh, I know other guys like that. Uh, I know some great comedians that I wouldn't say that about, but they're still great comedians. But they just – he just – Every bone. Andy Kindler to me is like that also. So um, I'm excited that he's here today. It's been a while, and it's been my fault. So um, I, I with the, at the comedy festival in uh, in Montreal. First of all, uh, yes, I had an unbelievable time. But there were so many new funny comedians. Now you're going to be surprised. I'm saying it this way. I didn't even see them perform all of them. But when you're hanging out with people, after a while, you're like. Man, this guy's funny. This girl's funny. And there was a lot of people like that, like five in the morning, hanging out in the lobby, just laughing until I wanted to get some pussy. Why do I have to say it? Why do I have to talk like that? This is... So I have my coffee. Let me take a sip. I want to be like, you know, like uh, I always say, Regis, you know? He's not hurrying. and He's on TV. Me, I'm... Take your time, Todd. Just hold on. So someone asked me, and they genuinely asked me after the show, they asked me, hey, is everything good with you and Daniel? And then as we started to talk, I realized 
you know, because Daniel's not here anymore, Katie's not in here, Chris isn't here anymore, and Eric isn't here. And it just sort of happened organically. Eric had to move back home. Chris did go back home for a little while, but he'll be back. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. Um, and, then, um, and then Katie just has so many podcasts that we saw coming. Uh, so Aristotle uh, is here. And, uh, and Daniel, we're great friends. You know, we're still, we just got back from Amsterdam. And so it does seem weird. But n- it, everything, in case you're wondering, maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, did they get in? Absolutely fine. I still have an affection for every single one of those people that I just listed. And um, so just so you know, just so you know, I would never lie to you about that. Maybe I wouldn't say anything, but I would not go out of my way to lie about it. Absolutely. And you'll see that um, I'm sure every single one of them will be back here. They will be back here, every single one of them. Katie, of course, will probably be back and not permanently because I think, you know, Aristotle, I, I adore Katie, but we're very happy to have you here. You tell that Katie if she wants to Come back here. She better change her goddamn name to something interesting like yours. Again, Adam, Adam, that's so unprofessional. Adam is holding up a sign that asked me if I could plug his Twitter. <laughs> what if you really did that during the show? All right. So the first part, you know what? Yes, I am going to, as you knew in the opening, I'm going to go through some stuff. And, and some of it is the topics we've talked about before. My never-ending quest is sometimes talking about the same things, but hitting them from a different angle. Have I talked about things and not hit them from a different angle? Of course I have, but it's never my goal. So let's go nice and slow. Wait, Robbie Kirkhoff. <laughs> I didn't even put it together. On the list it says, thank Robbie Kirkhoff. Yes. Did I say your name right? Yes. But now you're here. Now you're here. Yeah. I spelled it wrong? No, that's probably right. Well I, well, I don't know if you should say probably when it comes to spelling your last it's name. Hope. But but for reading it, I said it right. Yeah. Okay, that's all that's important. He so anyway, I already was going to thank you, um, Whitney. Uh, oh, this is so confusing. There's a poem. A uh, Whitney Goldstein sent it in, right? Yeah, right. Was her reaction. Oh, he uh, recorded his reaction. Yeah. Oh, let me hear it. Hey, honey, come in here. <laughs> Todd's going to read the poem I sent him from Shel Silverstein. Pause it for a second. I just love that everyone, I'd be happy if everyone, first of all, in real life, any couple that's not, you know, if we know people like that in real life, couples that just argue and they're all, it's not, but, but it's something so comedic about it. It starts right off, honey, like the wife, you know, and by the way, women, you could send it in too and have your dumb husband out of the room. You know, it doesn't matter either way. Go ahead. In here, put them kids down, come in and see, he's about to say my name. What the fuck? The f- my name's not fucking Shell. Say my fucking name. Fucking Graham Elwood. God damn it. Say my... Oh, oh, honey. I said he was supposed to say my name. He said he was going to say my name. I know. I said... Fine. Fine. Fuck you. Fuck, wait, wait. Fuck you turn, want a fucking divorce? Turn it I'll off. give you a fucking... Wait, he's getting a divorce from his wife because this guy's a loose cannon. Because I said his name wrong. Why is he divorcing his wife? I, you know what? If you, It's not nice. So anyway, thank you, um... Okay, here we go. Shane sent me in this thing to listen to. Now, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say it in the opening because I do this every week. Michael, what was his last name? Remember we had trouble, uh, young Jake? Humor. Michael Humor? Yes. He is a, a, a philosopher. If I Look, I will not forget, if I've said it wrong now, to say it in the opening. I promise. Well, you've already heard it. What am I worried about? Uh, 
It was a philosopher, and he said, he answers the question, are things getting better or worse? Now, he's a philosopher. You could still disagree with him, but guess what? I was so happy. He thinks they're getting better. And I watched a lot of the video, not all of it, because I don't, you know, I don't have a really long tension span. And um, if he would have juggled, I would have listened a little longer. Speaking of juggling, Adam Cousins will be at the... Uh, um, but, uh, but, but I like it, and he broke it down, and he was intelligent in the way he said it. And I'm always happy. I don't want to delusionally think things are getting better. I understand. I've said it a million times why people look at the world today and they're going, is it getting better? It is. And I was so happy to hear him in an articulate, brilliant, clean way say that it is. Um, Who do we want the iron companies to? I have an idea for an iron company. You know, irons, you press a shirt. I have a way that they can show up to every event and do something with their iron that will Make everybody happy, if it's a comedy festival, whether it's a charity event. How can an iron company show up and hang their big sign that says the name of their company? And there's nothing wrong if you promote your company and you're also doing something good. And that's what you'd be doing. Tweet at, who do we decide? Can you turn his mic on? That's okay. Who was it? Singer? Do they have a, you yeah. think they have an ad? Don't, don't, don't. Uh, oh, I thought you listened to the show, Adam. No, I, I do listen to the show. I apologize. That's all right. Incredibly for what I've just done. Tweet at Singer. At uh, Singer? Yes. Mostly known for like sewing machines, but they also yeah. do irons. At Singer, contact at Todd Glass. He has an idea. An idea. There you go. Now that's okay. Hold on. I'm going to do something that's going to make me happy. <laughs> sorry, and I brushed my mic there, and I brushed it again. I'm sorry. Okay, we're all good. How are you doing at home? Are you all right? <sighs> you good? All right. Sometimes I got to just stop. Go slow. Hung out at the festival. You know what? First of all, Mark DeBonis, uh, I know him because we worked together in Vancouver. He's just a good energy. He. Just a kind person. He like he, he was very kind to me. Like at the end of the week, he brought me the sandwich because I was talking about it, and you know he just he's just a good guy. So I say this. It helps if you know that going into this, I was affectionately teasing him. You know, it's like I, these people go. The only problem with the cell phone is that no one takes real pictures anymore. And I was like, well, why don't you? That's the end of my story. It's like fucking buy a camera and take pictures. I would see it. And it's like my mom. She used to go, you know, she says, no, oh, it's so sad. We don't celebrate Passover anymore. Now, my instincts are to go or any Jewish holiday because we sort of morphed into celebrating uh, traditional Christmas and other and other holidays. So. My instincts are to go, well, mom, we celebrate the other holiday. And when we did it, remember, and this and it was that's my instincts. But now I go, you should we should. And it ends right there because she does. If I just argue, but I go, go ahead, go ahead. We should, you're, that's a great idea. We should do it this Passover. Don't argue. Um, and that's what I did. Oh, the problem with cell phones. Nobody takes pictures anymore. Hey, Mark, go by. Oh, what about you? Where's your fucking camera? If you miss pictures so much, can't take it anymore. I know that didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Judah Freelander, we're, we're just ripping through things, came up to me. I wanted to hug him. He came up to me at the festival, and he asked me if I'd be a part of this thing. He wants to start a website to get rid of the check drop. Are you aware of this, Adam? God bless him. God bless him. Because let me tell you something. This is the truth. We're going to do an hour and a half podcast on the way clubs should be. And let me explain something. It will also include what comedians should do, too. Because I get it. There, there's a lot of good clubs. 
I mean, you know what I mean? Is when I say most of them aren't, but th- but there's enough to say there's a lot of them, and when they do it right, it must suck for them to have a comedian come in. And by the way, not eat it. The DC Improv doesn't care. The de- the good clubs, the Acme. If you are trying your hardest, and you eat it. They get off stage. They're, they don't give a shit. They're like, no, as long as you're trying. Look, we're in this business. We get it. But how, it must suck when they do everything right and some jackass comedian comes in and jacks off on stage like he doesn't give a shit. They got to open the doors. People get there. They get him in there. They finally get him seated. The show starts. Just try. And I love that it's try. Not kill. Just try. And so I just want to say it from that perspective in case there's a club owner listening going, oh, well, what can, I get it. It works both ways. But we are now comparing good comedians to good clubs. And I don't ever bring up the check drop because I – look, it's a losing battle because – no, I, I said it wrong. When you ask for so many things like I already do, and I'm not the draw that Brian Regan was in the last years of him working clubs where he could have no check drop in the first five rows. So, you know, you can't be more of a pain in the ass. You are draws. Most of the things I ask for are littler than that. And that one I just go, Todd, you're going to – if you start going, and don't do a check drop. People are clubs. Oh, you're – but he's right. It is absolutely absurd. And if dropping the checks was a little bit of a glitch in the show, I'm going to preface this even more. Are there clubs that do it really fucking good? Yes. The DC Improv, Acme, you barely hear it. So there are the ones that do it good. But still, if dropping the checks affected the show a little it's not worth all the work it would take to do it at the end of the show. I know the club. I'm trying to get into their head. I know the clubs that don't drop tracks. I think there's three. They're going to tell you, like, it's not that hard. But, you know, it, I get it. So if it affected the show a little, is it worth it? It doesn't affect it a little. It affects it gigantic. Just because we learn how to deal with it, whatever you are as a comedian, you wouldn't do it at a movie. And unless you can tell me, if you're a club owner, I'd respect you more if you went, you're right, but we're we're (laughs) – treat it like quitting smoking. Don't just be someone who, because you're not going to quit smoking, tries to convince yourself, like we've said before, oh, it's not that bad for you. Just be a smoker. Be a club owner. I would respect you. But don't try to tell me how – make an excuse for it because there's no way you can compare it to a movie. Would you go to a movie? If somebody said, yeah, it's great, you don't, yeah, they bring you your food, and then I don't know when it's like 25 minutes away from the movie, movie being over, they just come around and they, they, uh, they, you pay for it. You miss a teeny bit of the movie, but it's no big deal. You wouldn't even be able to convince someone. They go, shut the fuck up. The, the movie fucking does that. Now, the only reason to go, Todd, you can't compare a movie to a comedy club. Come on. Stop. You lose the battle. Movie, you got to pay attention. Can, comedy, you can tune in and out, and you'd still – does that make sense? Of course it's the same. And God bless Judah Freelander for being the one that cares. Because let me tell you something. Somebody can get it done. Somebody can get that done, and we can look back. By the way, it's the one area where you would think club – first of all, club owners should want to do it even if it didn't make them more money. It should just be a creative thing. But you would think they'd want to sell drinks to the very end. Why is my voice going like that? Is this the new way I talk? And uh, one of the biggest arguments that like clubs make is that uh, they can't drop checks after the show because then it's going to push – like they'll have to flip the room quicker. To yeah. the next. They decide what time the shows start at. Just start your yeah. second show later. Start your first one right. earlier. They can decide how much time to get between shows. Yeah, and also when you go to the three or four clubs that do it, go there. Because if you're saying they can't do it, that means when you go to the clubs that do it, I don't care if it's one club. 
Hey, if somebody says you can't invent a car that runs on water and one person invents a car that runs on water, they proved everybody fucking wrong. You don't need to go, that's just one car that runs on water. Yeah. If one club does it and it's not mayhem, that's fucking doable. And if you think it's not doable, then go to that club. And if it's mayhem, you can tell me, no, Todd, I went to those clubs to do it. It's fucking mayhem. No, it's not. They do it. And boy, is it nice. It's nice for the comedian. But you know who it's more? And I, I'm not just trying to say it this way. In a way, you know, kiddingly, fuck the comedian even. How about for the goddamn audience member? And I didn't mean to curse. I know you're very religious. So anyway, there's that. And Judah, I love that you did it. I really do. On the way back, I love how you can tell, like, it seems like, am I on another topic now? Yes. On the way back home on the airplane, oh, God, did we have fun. It was like me and Jeff Ross and Andy Kindler, who was just, God damn it, is he funny. And Jeff Ross was there and Andy Kindler and, and um, Kyle uh, Kinane. And, of course, I paged myself 15 times and said, congratulate Todd Glass for winning the Comedian of the Year at the Montreal Comedy Festival. <laughs> Everybody in the terminal started applauding. I felt a little bad. Um, but on the way back home on the plane, I watched Stand By Me. And... Uh, what a just it, it's sad, but also you know it's a great movie. And then I was curious what everybody was doing. I was like, what are they all doing now? It's sort of ironic how it mirrored the movie because in the movie one of the guys dies and this and in, the, in real life one guy dies, one guy's doing all right, the other guy. But the the star of it, I think Wheaton. What's his name? Bill Wheaton, I think. I, uh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Um, I was curious how he was doing, but he said at the last line of the movie was, "We never make any friends like we make the friends when we're twelve years old." And I thought, how are you doing, young Jake? I'm doing just fine, Todd. Great. Um, we never make any friends like we do the, make the friends when we're 12. And, and I get why he said that, but there's always exceptions, and I'm lucky that I'm an exception. That doesn't mean that what he's saying isn't just so, you know, so true. As a comedian, you do. And that's when I heard that line. I figured how lucky we are because you, you have to be innocent. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be able to giggle. You have to be able to cackle. You have to be able to show you're sad. You have to, and comedians will do that in front of each other. And I think that's why we do make those type of friends. There's an innocence. And, God, I really was able to go, like, those are the things I want to remember when I'm busting chairs in my office at my house because I get upset because it really made me cherish my comedian friends. I was just... Really sad movie at the end. I don't know why. Probably it's not. You know, it's not like even before the one guy died. You know, like the one guy. You know, he becomes a lawyer and then he goes into a McDonald's. And what's Richard Dreyfus doing? Is he okay? <laughs> anyway, um, Rob, <laughs> Rob, uh, uh, Rob Mayu uh, is a comedian uh, that I work with occasionally, and and a, and, a, and again a great guy. And he said something. He hit it from a different angle. We, you know, the tattoos with a seventy-year-old. Well, if you have a tattoo, what do you look like when you're seventy? He goes, like, that wouldn't be a deal breaker if you're chasing a 70-year-old at a bar anyway. You're not going to be like, look at her. I'd fuck her. Ooh, tattoo. No. Okay, so we got that. Mark, go get Mark the bonus. Go buy a camera. Mark's, if Mark heard this, he's going to be like, what is he coming after me for? I just said it casually. I know, and I might edit it out. No, I'm not, Mark. Mark. I'm Mark DeBonis. I just, he, for some reason, I found it fun to yell his name. I'm Mark DeBonis! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so we're doing good. Jimmy Pardo is on his way. It just goes so quick. I, I got to really bolt here. Um, I'm going to talk about 
Okay, this is the last thing when I say it's serious, but what I mean is, you know, it's on the topic we've talked about so many times before. I got into a situation at the gym, and there's a guy that I always talk to. I told him even to listen to the show. I said, I'm going to talk about this. I really am. His name is Ken. He's a black guy. Needed to be said. And we, I, I rarely, as much as I'm passionate about talking about things, get into, I know when to pull back. You know, you're the... You, you know, you're talking to someone, you realize you disagree, you just pull back. It's not like he said anything hateful. But we started talking about, he brought up the subject about, um, I want to really remember how this started, about gay marriage and how they should accept civil unions. And, and he doesn't know about me. He doesn't know about me, and I, and I was a, a little bit bad for not saying anything. But in the, in the moment, I get why I didn't, because then it's all... Oh, I can't be honest. I wanted to be a secret agent for a little while, like I used to always get to do. You know, I wanted to be a secret agent and and think, you know. So he said, yeah, I got into an argument with another guy at the gym about it. And got a little, I felt a little bad. So I saw him the next day. Now, I know he did this, if he does listen to this, because he felt bad. He he got he, he just said they should set civil union. This other guy at the gym got very upset about it. And, um, and by the way, his name is Ken. The only reason I know him, because I've been going to the gym for 10 years, and you know, you start, oh, he saw my show once. He saw my show once at this place. And so for 10 years, it's always, sometimes it's two seconds. Sometimes he's very into health. Sometimes he'll tell me, Todd, you got to pick it up a little, you know. So he's a friendly guy, very nice guy, good energy. Um, he's given me a few really good tips when it comes to um, eating, you know, some th- things that I really help me. Um, and he seems like a good energy. Um, but he said that he goes, I felt so bad. I knew I hurt the other guy's feelings. The next day I saw him, I said, I, hey, I talked to a friend and I realized why I was wrong. He goes, but I, but I didn't. I just didn't. Want. And I thought that was really weird. I know he didn't look at it this way, but I would never do it reverse. If I was having an adamant conversation with someone about anything, I would never go back to them and go, hey, I talked to some of my friends. I guess black and white people shouldn't get married. Yeah, you're right. I would never do that if somebody. If I thought I was right, I would never. Why are you? If you think that uh, that that's ruining the sanctity of marriage, then why would you go back and fake just to make that guy happy when it was flipped? No, but nobody in their right mind would ever go back. Act. You know what I mean? Whatever the situation was, go. Hey, I thought about it. You know what? Women shouldn't be able to just to make that person happy. I'd feel filthy. And this is a guy that steals to- hotels towels. So don't you know. <laughs> But when they say, look, look, I said, I hope I hit it from a different angle here. And I know I'm just ranting, but when they say it ruins marriage, they have to not be all right with gay people because, in other words, could someone be go, no, no, no. Could someone go off to a passionate conversation? They are human beings and it doesn't matter. And, and just go, it, it doesn't matter. Two people find each other and they love each other. It, doesn't matter. Could someone say with all that passion and just just picture it coming out of their mouth and going, leave people alone. They found each other. They love each other. Two consenting adults that love each other. Let them do what they want. Leave them alone. This world. Stop it. Should they be able to get married? No, no. It's for a man and a woman. I think you're lying. Could I be wrong? Yeah, absolutely. But I think you're lying. And I think when you lie about why something bothers you, you annoy people like alcoholics and drug addicts annoy people. They get so good at twisting the truth, so good where you go, oh, my God, if I'm accusing this person wrongly, that's the worst thing in the world. And you're not. There's something we smell like what, what I just said. Like if it's all right and you're claiming, I think here's the thing. You're all right with it. 
you got bigger fish to fry. But when it really comes to a guy and a guy or a girl and a girl get married, it sort of grosses you out. You're all right with it, which means you wouldn't argue with it. But it doesn't make you – I can't imagine throffing at the mouth about same-sex marriages not being legal. You know, you're just – you're out there. You're on – but then go, but civil union. Now, I'm sure there's somebody listening going, no, I'm like that. I, I, I don't totally doubt that, but it confuses the fuck out of me that you're fine with it. But you just rather them have their own thing. So there's that. Um, give me a second here. And I did say to him, I said, Ken, I go, <laughs> Rosa pa-, and I used the line that I've used on the show. I go, Rosa Parks would, if she heard what you were saying. And by the way, I give up on comparing it to all civil rights. But I go a little bit further up the line and go to uh, uh, interracial marriaging. Okay, because that's sort of – you could say that's the same battle, you know, whatever. But in a, just compared to interracial marriaging before that was legal. And they use the same argument. And by the way, the reason that people compare when the, the, the gay plight or whatever you want to call it to the, to the racial problems, because they used the same argument back then. That, remember that pastor on the YouTube that read through the whole thing and then he went, I'm sorry, I brought the wrong if, – if you really had a genuine problem based on knowledge – your reason every time you didn't want something wouldn't be the same. People smell the lie. So what's your reason for not wanting interracial marriage? If, if you were smart enough back then, you would be like, oh, by the way, we know why we don't want it. It's always the same. But we have to come up with different reasons. Otherwise, people know we're full of shit. It's like if every time someone says, can you help me, you go, my parents are visiting. Uh, yeah, and then the next time my parents are visiting, they go, oh, you're lying. You have the same excuse every time. You know, I, I would still think they were wrong, but if you went back in history and went, what was the problem with some of the other when we hit crossroads and we were trying to gain someone's right? They always sort of have the same thing. It's the same bullshit. So you, you, you're, you caused your own problem. Be smarter when you lie. And I'm sorry I spit all over you, Adam. Um, hold on. I told him, I said, I think Rosa Parks would, would, would be, be, be upset. And he goes, he got a little bit like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I went, wait, so you think if, if you know, it's obviously a hypothetical that would never happen because he's dead. You really think if she could talk right now, she'd be like, uh, you know, you don't think she'd be a loving person that went, look, when two can this stop. He really thinks she'd be like, no. But usually when people are brilliant, they're brilliant across the board. They're brilliant across the board. Hold on. So here's some of the things I wrote down. So I think it would take someone to convince Ken that he's wrong. And I, and I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. Five, four, three, whatever, black friends that agree that they can compare it. To go stop it with a type of anger that I can't because I don't know. There's always that one speck. What if I'm saying it wrong? But there are a shit ton of black people that agree. They go, no, it's not the same across the board like we've talked about. They, the gay people weren't slaves and this didn't happen and this didn't happen. But there's, there's enough there to relate with. And I think it would take three black people to go stop. And I would love, I would love to see that happen. And it should happen on a show. They should have, uh, uh, you know, because when a black person could say it to another black person in a way. And let me tell you something. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it a little differently. Until black people can stop being homophobic and gay people can stop being sexist or racist. And what any group of people, women, anybody who's felt the wrath of being judged on something other than their character can stop it 
then leave the fucking rest of this world alone. And I say that sarcastically. How the fuck should we expect white males to change when you can't? So leave the whole fucking world alone until we can get that to stop. Because these are people that have felt it. If we can't get them to change, then leave everybody else alone. And I almost like saying it. Don't complain. Whatever group you are, if you're a woman and you are hateful towards any group, then shut the fuck up about other groups that don't like you. If you're a woman and you complain about sexism, but you're open-minded and you're loving towards every group, yes, speak away. But if you have hate towards any group, then, then you just shut the fuck up because you, if, out of anybody, should have learned a lesson and you didn't. How can we go to someone that's never been a victim? If you're a white male, you've never been a victim. Look, I know there's, people can be judged on other things. Maybe their, fam, their dad did something, but you know what I mean, just by the color of their skin or their sex. And, oh, my God. Feel, look how worked up I get. We're almost going in for the clothes. This feels good. Hold on. You hear me breathing? I get all. Dearest Todd, I love your podcast. I shed a tear when it's near the end. Molly, thank you. I just wanted to read something nice. <laughs> all right. So here's some notes. I worked, I worked with Andrew Ivamy. I should get his tweet handle. We'll give it in the opening of the show. And he really, he listens to the podcast, and he's a comedian. He opened up for me on two shows. And I really like some of the things he said. And again, it's just hitting it from a different angle. If you claim that you, in the past, things you're all right, whatever it is. You know, I always go to the women voting, interracial marriages. There's so many more. You think I'd do my homework and figure out other crossroads that we've hit. They're the famous ones. And you claim you're all right with those. I'm not even arguing that. I doubt you are, but not in all cases. I shouldn't say that. I genuinely don't doubt you are. But I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that you absolutely, any of the things in the past that have already sort of been worked out, you're okay with. And you claim you might have even fought for them back then, but it's just the ones on the table today where you have a problem with. So if you claim that you are okay with, this is Andrew Ivamy. I'm, I'm quoting him. I hope I'm quoting him right. So if you're quoting all the things in the past you fought for, well, here's all we need you to do then. Sit this one out. We're not asking you to help. Sit back, relax, have a cold drink. We don't send our veterans into the war. But we don't want them to fight us. We don't, we don't want to send our veterans into the war, but we don't want them to fight us. So we're saying, oh, I know I did enough, and I fought for this, and I fought for that. Fine, sit back, relax. We'll bring, you, we'll bring you lemonade. You want a cold beer? Let us fight it. Let the young people fight the new fights. Just sit back. That's all. Okay? Just like you fought when you were young. Let the young people now fight. I'm not saying all young people are brilliant, but you know what I mean. They're going in. Any other things that are on the table today? One of the comedians I was talking to over the weekend said, when you're a white male and you're fighting for someone's rights, <laughs> you're, what other reason would you have that it's right? Because when you fight for someone else's rights, what, what else? You got it all. So what else? There's no reason. So when you're white and you're a male and you're fighting for someone else's rights, it's like, it's, it's all, does that make sense? It didn't come out right, but I, I think I know what I'm talking about. Like people, you know, we, in this world, white men have it the easiest, you know, besides individual problems. You know what I'm, I'm worried. There's people, there's white men, there's white men, obviously, that have problems. That's not my point, but I think you're trying to look for a trouble if, you caught, if, you, if you're thinking anything bad right now. 
Hold on. I think we're almost done. Oh, all right, so we got that. Hold on. Got that. I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay with myself. I wrote this down. I went, I'm sorry I cannot have a conversation with you about when black people or women use the race or sex card unnecessarily. I can't have that conversation with you until you have an hour conversation with me what it must be like when they're using it necessarily and they're told they're using it unnecessarily. So does it happen? Do people use the sex card and do some people use the race card unnecessarily? Yeah, I would have fucking imagined. And I would imagine in that community that angers them the most because it delegitimizes when it's real. But I can't fucking have that conversation with you until I know from your heart and your soul that you know what it's like when it's the other way, and that's probably the majority of the time. I can't have it with you. I can't have it with you. You want to have the conversation when they use it unnecessarily? Come over here for two hours. I want to hear you passionately talk about what it's like and get into the head of somebody who has been using it legitimately and how much it must suck to have someone think you're not using it legitimately. Does that ever happen too? Does, does that, does it, could that, that must happen, right? I can't have a conversation with you that all our kids are over-medicated. I'm sorry, I can't have it with you. And I know a friend of mine's wife that we had this conversation. Yeah, they're all over-medicated. I can't fucking have that conversation with you until I have the conversation with you when you talk about... And by the way, again, are there kids that are medicated, overly medicated? Yes, I'm smart enough to know. Overly medicated, sometimes overly medicated, and not even the right medication. They didn't even take the time to figure out. But I can't have that conversation with you, even though it exists, until I have a conversation with you, how many adults and children did it save their lives because they found out what was wrong with them, they got on a medication, that, and you think, what happened 50 years ago? There weren't all these overly medicated people. Now everyone's got it. No, then they just put them in an institution. Now there's people that would have been in an institution that are, that are living healthy, good lives. So if you want to have the conversation when they're over-medicated, yeah, come over here and from your heart and your soul, with all the compassion in the world, and don't just blow it off. Don't go, oh, yeah, I'm sure that there are some. No, that's, that's moving past it. If you feel it in your fiber and you get how many children it saved their lives because they found out what was wrong with them, early autism, different types of autism. Yes, if this didn't happen long ago, I would wonder. But it did. They just, they just were written off. A lot of people were written off and fucking crazy. Now people can find that. So, by the way, if you're ever wondering what side to be on, and this doesn't convince you, nobody, nobody, nobody. And it's not that often you can say that. Otherwise, you look like, you know, you have to always say, well, once in a while. Nobody has ever gone down in history in time, ever, and been famous and respected, that's the word, and respected for fighting against people's rights. Now, you might be the soldier that thinks you're going to be the first one. So, good luck. Nobody, nobody has been gone down in the history of time and been famous and respected when time has passed for fighting against people's rights. So you just, you keep fucking trying. And I know I'm not talking to our listeners, most of them. Probably majority of them. But this is something, like I've said, in case I need to repeat it. I always think I repeat things sometimes because I love to repeat them. Other times because someone might not have listened to another show. And I say I, I tell this to people that agree preaching to the choir because it 
gives you a way to fight the war. Just like Andrew Ive and me said some things to me this weekend. And the comedian that said the thing about if you're a white male and you're fighting for this, I'm going to find out his name. Really nice guy. And I'm going to find out his name and put it on the opening. But um, so that's what it is. I hope, you know, those guys said something and I thought, I like that. I've said what they said a hundred times, but they gave me a way to say it. So that's what this is about. We're just giving We're preaching to the choir sometimes with our audience. But sometimes when you're out, somebody can gives you it gives you a way to fight the war because someone gives you a new way to say it and a good way to make your argument. Thank you, and good night. So we're here with young Jake, Robbie, Adam, Aristotle, Jimmy Pardo is on his way, and we will be back right after this. If what I am is what's in me, then I'll stay strong, that's who I'll be. And I will always be the best me that I can be. There's only one me, I admit. Have a dream, I'll follow it. It's up to me to try. Oh, I'ma keep my head up high. Keep on reaching high. Never gonna quit. I'll keep it strong. All righty. Too low. You want them up a little more, Jimmy? Uh, you know what? They're not fit. They're too low on my ears. <laughs> They're too low. They're not. Jimmy's been claiming that he doesn't know how to use the headsets. They're since like he walked in. I don't, here. Have you seen the, the way well, they lift are? them up a little? You recommend I go higher? Then. Oh, that's too high. Now I feel like a Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Tell me your. Why, being... did I, why did I put the accent on that? I know I feel like a Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Uh, all right, there we go. Whose okay. phone is that? That's yours, jackass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, getting called a jackass by you is like being called a, a hockey puck from Don Rickles. You know what? I don't disagree with you there. Uh, he, Don and I are very no, serious. Uh, I had a young lady. I was just Can you acne. do me a favor? And I normally off. wouldn't ask you this. You no, want to see a picture on. of my son? No. <laughs> what do you want? You want to turn it off? Just walking around. Todd just walked around goes, to see I go, me. I go, can I ask you a question? I was going to ask him to put his stuff on the ground. And he goes, want to see a picture of my son? You want me to put that on the ground? Can I put it right here? You, you're, you're worse than I am, you OCD nut bar. I'm asking you permission out of respect. <laughs> but then you just touch them. <laughs> what, what if you I... Watch your fucking mouth. Edit this out. What if, I'm a germ, what if I'm a germaphobe? I, wait a minute. I, gotta, I can look at a melted candle in front of me. This nightmare that Paul Lynn wouldn't have had in his 1976 Halloween special. But the, my, my phone's got to be four fucking feet away. This thing, this prop, <laughs> that is a haunted house that the JCs. I, all right, I'm done. You're done with my skit. Can I actually get these turned up? I do need these turned up. I, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, who am I? Who am I? There, there we go. Thank you. Is Thank you. That? Yeah. Is that better? That's way too loud now. Okay, put it down a little. It's okay. Uh, okay. We take our time. This is the show here now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Pardo, you are long overdue. It's hard to but hear. Jimmy Pardo, you are finally here tonight. Ah, play this one for him. Where's the one that uh, Jung? Now, it's a little hard to hear, but, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in it. Jingle Joe said... He's going through some moving and stuff, and he goes, but I wanted to do something. So, you know, he's still, with everything going on, I said, we got to have something for uh, Jimmy. So where is, is this? uh... Long opening. 
Pioneer of Podcasting. Pioneer of Podcasting. Comedy Gold, he says. Mm -hmm. Show a little respect. Yeah. Show a little respect. Very nice. Seriously, not the, the type of applause when royalty walks in the room. Not with that smattering shit we give our other guests. Let me uh, let me tell you something. Uh, no. Still going? Still going? Philly cries. That's uh, thank you guys. Wow, that's really that's really nice. Thank you, thank you, Adam. You may have just hurt me. Yeah, Adam had his big monkey hands yeah, right in your ears. He had to get in there somewhere. Those like, big hand uh, hops. Is, is it just my mic that uh, I'm just not there? We better? go. I found the sweet spot. I was just in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Name dropper? Uh, no, you must, you don't know what name dropping means. Oh, either uh, do you? No, I may know. Okay, so I'm up there. It was a beautiful uh, October day in the middle of G- uh, July. It was very cold, 59 degrees. Uh, but I did a song on stage. I said the word false bravado. I said, there's some false bravado. And I said, you remember that song by the Eagles? False bravado. Basically the same thing that that gentleman just did. And so my point is, I'm as talented as that guy. <laughs> well, I'll, have, I'll give you his phone number. You can call him directly I, and tell I, him. I, I don't, I, uh, great. I'll call him if I can get my phone back. I know that you put it, you know, you can't be within arm's reach. Well, Focus I, in on what I'm talking about. You're too busy pointing at things. Shut it up. <laughs> honest to God, you invite me over here, and you spend more time fiddling with cords. You know what I can't my, have? My any... phone can't be within arm's reach. My key's got to be on the floor. My phone's on a lampshade. This why <laughs> Now you're pointing at numbers. and uh, Play this, this one. Play this. I'm here. Who gives a shit about these songs? I mean, that was great. Yeah, Demi Pardo. Yeah, I get it. But it, it's very flattering. It's very nice. You got your, 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 I don't know what this is, your corral of fellas here. Oh, shut the I fuck know, up. I don't know shut. what's happening. How many guys work on your show? We talked about this before we went I have there. Matt Belknap. I've yeah. got Elliot Hochberg. He's you, over there at Video Central. You have a lot of other guys. I've got Garen, who's a, from the homosexual community. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's got a lifestyle that uh, I may or may not agree Ugh. with. Eek. It nauseates me. That's it, thank you. Thank you. Do you know what we just said before you came, that if people that had a problem with it just said the truth, you can't catch someone in the truth. Well, first of all, you know I'm kidding. Of course I do. Yeah, but you said thank you, and then you said you're speaking the truth, as if you and I have had a conversation off air. Like, you know, I'm I'm friends with Jimmy, but he really doesn't like the homosexual community. We said it about the people you're mocking. Like, if they would just go, it nauseates me. Well, you can't argue with that. There's no, you can't prove that something doesn't nauseate somebody. So just say that, and then everyone will leave you alone. Don't try to make up a fake reason. Can we say that nauseates not pronouncing it properly, or are we all supposed no. to just pretend because you're the host that you're saying it right? Oh, Jesus. It's exhausting having me here. It's, oh, it's pure joy. It's pure joy. I just, can I talk about something that we, like, I wanted to, now look. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Hmm? You, <laughs> but, but you don't mind, I don't think you care. Like, when we, when we smoke pot, like, if, by the way, not smoking in front of you, totally respect it. Has nothing Thank you, to I do. appreciate it. I that. wouldn't want some pouring a beer, you know, just little bits of it hit my, 
You know what I'm saying, basically. I wouldn't want someone to put beer in the swimming pool. It's like even one bottle? No, none. I don't want any. So mm-hmm. I get it. But like, do you understand that people? Do you know that people can drink and not be alcoholics, right? Yes. Do you think people can smoke pot and not be potheads? No, you're hippies. You're all hippies. <laughs> but you know, I wonder how much of that you think. Oh, I would say it's close to sixty-eight percent. But <laughs> I would say it's 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 up there. It's uh, you don't understand. I don't. Uh, I, you know what? Admittedly, I don't. I don't. Admittedly, I don't. It's a lifestyle and a a life choice that I don't understand. Let me. I, ask I admit you. it. I admit it. But do you think like because? I don't, I'm not a, I've said this a million times, but I don't know if I've said it directly to you. I'm not a functioning pot smoker, so I don't smoke during the day. I mean, maybe once a year if I'm on, like, camping, I have nothing to do. But around five nights a week, used to be three, it's more. Like, in the last two or three years, it's more. It's about five nights a week. Never during the day and at night. I will smoke. Uh, usually it means for me, uh, not even a joint, a half a joint. And I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And, uh... But do you think someone that drinks, let's say, four nights a week is an alcoholic? I don't know the answer to that. I don't, I, I don't know the answer yeah, because yeah, somebody yeah. might say, I go home and I have a glass of wine and it, it calms me down. And, uh, and then they live, they live their life. They watch uh, Hot in Cleveland and then they go to bed. <laughs> so I don't know. And by the way, my guts are, tell me if you're right, at the, at the, your guts are you could give a fuck what anybody does. Uh, I don't care. If it doesn't affect my life, I don't right, care. Right, right. I mean, I really don't. I'm asking you. I'm not trying to make it look like you're out. Like, you know, you, you get it. People do this. I drank. People don't. I'm asking you. But there is a little. Yeah. But, but you under. You what? Don't, do you mind talking about this? I'm, I'm not 100 percent comfortable. Oh, really? No, go ahead. Whatever. I don't oh. care. Um, does it what perplexes you about that? It could be fun like to. Uh, you know what? I. I this is a path that I don't want to discuss. Uh, I've got my reasons. I've got my uh, issues uh, right. on, on this topic, on this, uh, you know, you put that in your body. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, whatever, live your life. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Um, it's, I mean, what, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think we both, we both have friends that, are, uh, that do it too much. You know, and I well, think yeah. they do it too much to the point of uh, it's distracting and annoying, and I think it is screwing up their life, and they don't realize it because it's not booze. Booze, you see when it screws up your life. Booze, it's easy to see. That yeah. guy's hungover. Yeah. His face is, you know, swollen. He's bloated. He's, uh, uh, you know, he's belligerent. Isn't that weird you when know, you see somebody like, you know, we don't say anything, but, like, there's definitely that day where you see somebody that got bloated from yeah. drinking. And I'm always like, whoa. Yeah. And then you try to figure him out. Maybe he's not in shape. And then, then all of a sudden it clicks like, oh, no, that's bloat. He's that's beer bloat. bloat. There's yeah. different – the heavy is even different. Bloat is bloated and sweaty a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know people that are heavier but not bloated. There's like a definitely bloated drunk. Sure. Remember when the comedians would make fun of mothers against drunk driving? I always cracked me up. Uh, was... <laughs> sure, dude. Those are stupid people, right? Those mothers that are against drunk driving. <laughs> exactly. Aren't they dumb? And I think as comedians we should do bits about these women who are angry. That these uh, that these drunks are getting on the highways and killing their children, dumb fucking women. Mind <laughs> your business. Go to your PTA meetings. Worry about the schools. You dumb. Right? I mean, I never understood those jokes. And I would always my friend, my friend Mike Toomey and I would be in the back of the room like in Chicago. Great comic out of Chicago. We would be back and go, and they, the guys would be doing their bits about you know mother getting drunk. I was like, yeah, they're bad people. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, that makes yeah that makes sense. Be mad at them. Oh, it Jimmy, makes no sense. I love you for that because you know what? As it was coming out of my mouth, I thought, because I know you pretty well, but you never know. You could be like, ah, I had mine, but you were doing what me and my friends were doing in Philadelphia. Yeah. And we might have been 21, 22, and uh, hey, I drank and drove then. So did I. But I knew, but I wasn't stupid enough to think because I did it. Now I had to make pretend that those were bad people. Right. And mother again driving, rather. 
<sighs> I, I don't. I, what's, I don't even see the humor. Did you like, say the comedian you were in the back of the room? Uh, with? Mike Toomey. I know Mike Toomey. Mike, a brilliantly funny man out of Chicago. He does great stuff over at WGN Television as well. And uh, <laughs> he would always like if somebody was you know the false premise guy. It, it, Mike would always be in the back going, "Nah, didn't happen." Didn't happen, and just it's just so funny because there's comics. You're just taking the just all the meat out of the joke. You would never do it to the audience. Let the you know let the audience be fooled by the bullshit. But but what you forget is that the brilliant audience members. You know if you're not, if you're not trying to when brilliant. You know what I mean. The people that get it, whatever the word is, they do see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the, about the fake premises. I always. We're not talking about someone that has such an absurd premise that you don't need to buy it. It's so ridiculous right. that you you know like what they're I, like doing. I did a whole bit over the weekend in Minneapolis about me beating up Asians, and it was just every, the audience understood. I'm joking. I'm kidding. So it's a ridiculous. It's, it's, it's a, yes, it's a false premise, but we know it is. We know it is. It's, not, it's not the you know what I like to do. I like to go over to the drugstore. No, you don't. Right. You've never done it. And, and you, yeah, there's another type even besides that which I hate when you need to believe it's true. And, yeah, I always say the same thing. I go, no. And, by the way, these people, how about the comedians that always have witty lines? They go, so I said to him, boom, 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 and I said to him. So it sounds like you're so brilliant in these situations you're explaining. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen anything happen here in front of us there's, yet. There's no evidence of you uh, doing that kind of quick wit. And you know why? Because they make up something that somebody said to them. Yeah. And they and sometimes it's like nobody said that. Nobody asked you. <laughs> right. I don't even want to think It's always of this. some crazy question. And then the yeah. guy says to me, no. Now, even a crazy person yeah. wouldn't that. Yeah. Right. As we both don't have an example. Well, Joe, I, the one I've never seen him do it, but Joe Coy, some people doubt that people ask him how to make orange chicken. Now, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, so, but by the way, to George Carlin, you know what? The one person, he might go, look, I'm not saying you have to love me as a comic, but I swear to fucking God, somebody asked me that. And by the way, I wouldn't bet against that. But I've heard- I, I'd bet against it. Ah, I tricked you. Oh. <laughs> Edit that out where I said that. Um, no, no, no. I would. I, ooh, I'm 50-50. You're Be- 50-50. Joe Coy had a human being come up to him and say, how do you make orange chicken? <laughs> He's on an airplane. He's flying to Atlanta, Georgia to do a weekend there at the Laughing Skull. And the gentleman turns to me and he goes, oh, look, at, oh, you're Asian. That's interesting. How do you make orange chicken? That's happened? You believe that's happened? No, I don't know, Joe Coy. I don't know the bit. I think he's, he seems like a nice young man. He's very tall for an Asian. I don't even believe he's Asian. <laughs> now, the point is this. I'll beat him up like I did in my fit back this past weekend. So you think you're 50-50 that he's at the gymnasium. He's doing curls. He's doing his second set. And then he finishes it, and the guy says, can I work in? Oh, in the, as I'm working in, I realize that you might be of the Asian persuasion. How do you make orange chicken? You think that happened? If you do it again, you could throw me into convulsions. Because you're right. The more you set it up into any realistic scenario, you go, oh, you're set. Okay. You're, he's at Home Depot. He asked the person if he knows where they have the uh, energy-efficient light bulbs. Am I staring right at them? <laughs> you know, sometimes you are. And the guy goes, actually, they're right over there. You were staring and, right and at I them. I can't help that they illuminate the fact that you're Asian. Right. How do you make orange chicken? <laughs> now, that might happen that, I, that, right there at the Home Depot. I'm a Chinese cop. I'm pulling you over or whatever the people that make China, uh, orange chicken. Uh, sir, can I see your license and registration, please? You passed the stop sign. Absolutely. Officer, I'm really happy. Oh, yep. son of a, you happen to be Asian, officer? Yes, I am. What's that have to do with anything? Well, let me give you my license, but uh, in the meantime, can you answer? How do you make orange chicken? <laughs> Nobody would ever ask that. <laughs> Nobody. Unless... Joe Coy's going around the world going, you know what I'm really good at? I know how to make the best orange chicken. Hey, can I ask you a question? What's up? How do you make orange chicken? You know what? You get chicken. You get some, yeah, just some spices and herbs and that sort of thing. And then, what else? Come on. Hey, That's it, all you it, get, spices and herbs? Hey, what makes it orange? Uh, the wok? <laughs> I don't know. What makes it orange? Probably orange. Probably oranges. 
Why am I yelling? Even, uh, <laughs> I don't listen. My improvisational <laughs> skills don't lead me down. I, I don't know how to cook, so I don't know anything about cooking. Really? So I couldn't go down that path. I, I was done with spices and herbs, and then walk. <laughs> I wanted to use the word walk. I accomplished it all. Who do you? Who, is there anybody you don't like? You get on your show, you ver- you don't you don't even care anymore. Like as the years have gone on, you doing your podcast. Yeah. Do, do you go? Fuck it, I can't hold that in any longer, and I just got to talk about it. And is there anybody like that? And obviously, if there is, you mean a comic. Um, you mean or, a comic or, that's been on my? Or, I, I'm confused. What no, not mean? even a comic. Could it be someone? Uh, could it, anybody in the business that we know in this? Yeah, is there anybody that like just you, drives me nuts? And yeah, I say that, I get, that, you, that, that I don't pull it out of you. That you've talked about it a hundred times on your show, like somebody that you. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, is, is that a weird? I, question? I'm trying hard to not say this woman's name anymore. I, I, okay. I've gone. Uh, I'm on record. Everybody knows my opinions. Don't, don't say. It. You know why? Because well, most of. Go listen to the show and find it. Yeah, go to Never fun to do. Neverlovefunnypodcast.com. You'll find it. But they all know there's only only really one, at the moment, there's really only one famous female comedian. Is that that fair? I'm trying to think. Only one on television? There's only one? Oh, yeah. Right? There's only one female comedian on television? Well, there's there's, at that magnitude. Well, there's Ellen. Ellen does. Ellen's a superstar. Although this woman's getting close, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan. Judy Judy Dunn. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, but I'm very outspoken about it, and I've realized that it's not, who cares? Well, you know It doesn't what? affect my life. Why am I mad? Why well, does it? I'll, you want me to fire you up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, my brothers, I, I, look, I'm going to change the name of the show. Did, did I talk about this last week? But um, my brother said something about teaching once. And uh, look, I always say this. If you're not positive about certain comedians... That's what I have a problem with. As long as you spend this, you know, a good amount of time being you know, the people you're happy for. And we both know there's a lot of people in this business. When we see them have success, we're happy for them. Absolutely. Doesn't mean you can be jealous and happy. But you're not always just, you know. So anyway, my brother said something very interesting. He said in teaching, um, I want, I don't, I don't, to judge teachers, that doesn't mean I have to be the best teacher in the world. Because if I was, if, if it took that, I couldn't judge anybody. I couldn't make an opinion on someone because I'm not the best teacher in the world. Because you know what? I know one thing I should be confident enough to say. I really try. Mm. I want to be a good teacher. And he admires the teachers that are good, but they talk about the teachers that aren't. Yeah, you yeah. can't love being a teacher without the ones that you're shit all over it or you perceive to that it doesn't bother you. It just comes with the territory. There's no – the part that makes you respect the teachers you look up to and you grow on is going to make you have a, a – dis, despise the teachers that just don't even give a fuck. So I think it's the same in a lot of professions. Yeah, I would imagine that it is. Now, your brother and I got – really, it, it, that sounds terrific. He sounds sharp. He's a good teacher. But does he know how to make orange chicken? Yep. <laughs> Listen, I could come up with scenarios. See, if you... No, never mind. I don't want to say it. I'm at a PTA meeting. This is a true story. I'm at a PTA meeting. And uh, we're all... Oliver's, let me guess. He's got to be right now like five or six. He's going to be six September 2nd. And we're at a PTA meeting. And we're there in Parent Teacher Association. You're meeting the teacher. You're having a little chit-chat. And, you know, we were at a charter school down near LAX. There's all walks of life in there. And I look over to the woman next to me. I'll be, goddamn, she's not Chinese. And the teacher... This is so embarrassing. The teacher says, your, t- your kid's doing great. Do you know how to make orange chicken? <laughs> At a PTA meeting. Oh, that's unnecessary. It's like, it, well, it's a, it, it made my wife and I very uncomfortable because it's like, I was like, well, that seems a little racist, but you know what? Maybe she makes the best orange chicken. But so in Joe Coy's defense, I've seen it happen. I just figured out what happened. He was a cook at a Chinese restaurant. 
Or he was applying. And the waitress. He's applying for a job. At a Chinese restaurant. And the, and the owner goes, Do you know how to make orange chicken? And he goes, Oh, oh just because I'm Asian? <laughs> no, because you're applying for a job to be a chef at an Asian restaurant. Mm, very good then. Good day to you. I, always I don't know anything about that guy, by the way. It sounds like he gets on your nerves. Sounds like this guy Honestly, you. not at all. I, I, and I'm, to George Carlin, whenever I've worked, if I work with somebody and um, I've only known, when I've worked with him and it's not been that much, always been friendly, always been, you know, just uh, a good energy to be around. So He's a positive still, energy. Yeah, I can st- and I can still, you know, figure out the one joke. Maybe he's, maybe, I'm sure he would laugh at this. He wouldn't give a shit. I don't know anything about it. Those people like to laugh, right? Yeah. I know they're bad drivers. And by the way, I wouldn't. <laughs> What's up? Okay. You know why they're bad drivers a lot? Because they're visiting our country, and we're bad drivers when we go there. Well, listen, don't use logic. I know. I did suck the... No, well, but you know what? You, you make a great point. Hey, you used logic when it came to those mothers against drunk drivers. Yeah, for, for comedic effect, you brought the room to a halt with you. How dare you? First, you compare me to Paul Lind? <laughs> yes. Listen, you guys probably knew each other. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some questions today. Now, I, I say to George Carlin, which means the truth on the show. These are. Could you stop? You've said it nine times now. You know, I'm your biggest fan. You know that. Do you know? I'm honored to be on here once every 18 months. Do you know this? The Todd Glass Show. Voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. Did you know that? The PAA? I didn't know that. Yes. Two years in a row. So Son of a gun. That's a, good for you. Congratulations. Right, let me put this As over a pioneer, here. you would have thought I would have known about that. But uh, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, I love questions. Do you think, play this one here. Do you think this one is good? And then we'll get back to these questions. Just give me a second to play on my sheet. Mm-hmm. Do and you can be a part of it. Yeah, do your script. This is what people wait for. They go, oh, I can't wait till Jimmy Pardo goes on the Togles show and he makes him play with his songs. <laughs> do you have this one here? That's okay. I like to make them. If the, if I don't talk, it just makes them get them when they're looking for stuff. I know it sucks because it's like, like if you're just quiet. You ever in the mood to do that though? Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. we actually do it this week on my show. The great Judy Gold was on, and uh, Todd Judy Gold was on. Todd mm-hmm. Judy Gold, and uh, we we had a young Garen, our intern, look uh, something up, but we all got really quiet while he did and just it. Waited. And it was just the fact that we all somehow we all knew it once, like like you know, like a sign came. Nobody talk, and we all everybody just waited. <laughs> And it was uncomfortable and funny. That's not it. This does it teaches the importance of having these ready because if we save them every time, why would he get more? You know what I mean? Do you have this one? The kid singing it. Do you have this? Oh. 
My gal has got two eyes of blue and curls of brown. She always makes me smile when I am feeling down. Whenever I am with her, I just grin like a clown. Cause my gal's pussy is the smallest in town. All right, enough with that. That's a true story, actually. That is a true story. Hold on, what are you doing? Did you like this song here? Do you like this song, Jimmy? No, 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 no. Ray Conniff Jr. You thought it said Ray Charles. Sorry. You're doing good. Do you, do you know what this song is from? Please tell me you remember. When we met. Remember at Omnipop? And this song was playing... At we the bu- office? Yes. Yes, of course I remember that. Where's the office? Which office? We had three offices. At the one on Ventura Boulevard when it was upstairs. Oh, you do and remember. And it, it was when before it was in the same when he had the initial office, yeah. Well, the truth is we did meet there, and then a week later we were in an audition, and I've never told this on this podcast, and um, you said, watch this. And you said something about like you had superpowers. And and said, you, I, I said, I have superpowers. I could walk across the street, and every car will stop. So in... I'm going to say on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the most traffic on the street, it was about a 6 or a 7. There was, there was a steady flow. I might go 7 or 8, honestly. Yeah. And Jimmy walked from one side of the street, cars, you know, not screeching, but having to heavily put on their brakes, <laughs> to having no car for like another 6 feet, then having another car, and just weaved in and out and made it to the other side with never flinching. Do you know why I did that, by the way? Why? I had just, we had, I just moved here. It was, it was in 1995. Did you walk the wrong way? No. Somebody told me that as long as somebody said, oh, the great thing about living in L.A., as long as you cross at an intersection, mm-hmm. whether there's a stop sign or not, every car has to stop for you. And they you do. Right away. And, but sometimes they don't because there's no reason for them to. Yeah. So I just got freaking lucky that day that nobody ran me down. <laughs> That's great. Because then one time I tried to do it on Ventura Boulevard, not right near our, our agent's old office. And I stepped out and, and like some guy like has to swerve around me. And I go, what the F? And so the guy goes, well, maybe you don't walk into traffic, jackass. I'm like, mm, good point, sir. And then, so, like, somebody just lied to me and said, walk. And well, it means they, most of the time, you're right. When you go to other cities, if you're from California and then you, and you grew up here and you were raised here, I'm surprised you don't die within a week somewhere else. Because, no, you don't, we don't fucking stop. And by the way, yes, I believe in having a social decency when you're in a car and somebody needs to cross. But sometimes, you, you know, let the cars let go. Let the car, sometimes let the car go. Yeah. Especially if, because this happened today. A guy was uh, checking his email while he's walking across the crosswalk. Put your phone. Walk. Walk. Yeah. That's How about it. when they don't? I got to go. I'm so oh, you got him fired up. I'll stay. I'll <laughs> stay. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I misunderstood Today, what was happening. Let me ask you a question. What do you, what do you think? Do you like this version? And then we're going to ask you some questions. Do you have this? The end is near. Start it from the beginning. And so I... It's okay. Here, let me have that. And now this is a good version. Mm-hmm. Or do you like this version? Play Frank's again. I want to let him decide. I'd like to hear both again. Yeah. And now the end is near. Can I hear the child again? Hold on, listen to this. You don't want to let this breathe a little? Because you might want to go back. I don't want to have to go back to it. So let it. Okay, if you don't need it, you don't need it. Okay, go ahead, play the other one. All right, so what's your decision? Can I hear a little bit of that, like, in the middle? Can I, I hear just told you. Can I hear each one, like, right in the middle? All right, in the middle? 
Yeah, like play, you, press play on the Frank Sinatra and let it play silently, and then we'll bring it up in the middle. I don't know how that's going to help it. And so I face the final curtain. You got it? My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. Now that's the Sinatra version. Yes. Okay. A life that's full. You like it? I do. Yeah, I got no problem with it. I like it. Can so I hear you the other want to pick that, so you pick Frank Sinatra. I'd like to hear the other one again. I'd play the other one. You like this one? Seems like you like this one now. I didn't want this to go this long. Really? You, no, no. You told me to. No, I... It's okay. I know. I didn't, and then I did. By the way, I didn't, and then I did right away. Like, I thought, oh, no, no, I'm kidding. And I went, he's kidding. We're good. You know, let's talk about this. Start this from the beginning. And and I'm serious. What, again? What did he... What... What... Some what? Who let him choose this song? His father chose. It's adorable, father. and he's and he's a cute kid. But who, who said his life is near? Yeah, I hope it's not true. Really, yeah, that's a great point, right? He's eleven years old. His life is. What's? You should not sing this song unless you're his age with a terminal disease. Thank you. Audience he's lived crazy. a life that's full. If he, God forbid, was... I, I don't, you know what? That's the only time I use that phrase. Anything like that. As twisted, as demented as I am, he's a little kid, and he exists somewhere. Yeah, this so is a kid. This is a but I do kid. want to still say it, but God forbid something would happen. Would he feel this way? He's doing it his way. Is this from America's Got Talent? I don't know. Why? If it was, you could be... You know, we'd shut it off, and then Simon would, uh, you know... Yeah, give, give him a hat. Give him give him what? Give him a hat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch. Like All right, let's go to the And that's questions. X Factor. You're thinking of X Factor. Oh yeah, he's on the X Factor. Yeah. Now. All those shows uh, Yeah, there's always something. Sometimes I cry a lot when I watch um um the the um the one with Howard Stern. America's Got Talent. You're, did yeah. you see the one with the shadow people with the shadow they do the, uh, the the guy going off to getting born and then going off to war and then dying at the in war. You no. see that thing? Aristotle's seen it. Just like a great, uh, like you would say, just sort of a great. Uh, what would that? Be? It's these people they, they they contort their bodies to make an image behind like a sheet, and uh, they tell a whole story just by contorting their bodies. It is it is phenomenally moving. Well, let me let me ask you this. Uh, when I watch that show, I, it's funny. I so I so much thought you were gonna like as I was saying it, you know, go on on that show. But there's there's very inspirational moments, even though there's an element of cheese to the show. Mm-hmm. But there's also some people that you know, hey, look, it's not no matter what you want to say about the show, these these people will change their lives. Some of them, yeah. But sometimes I don't see how it could they could uh, they maybe could have their own show. But why don't and they might they might do this if they don't do this, I can't believe it. But sometimes between five or six or seven of them, great show. Put a show like on a nice Vegas. variety show, yeah, yeah. So why don't they do that instead of maybe just, they do? Maybe they do. They should have a somebody that they should pick every year. And Is that the headliner? Person, that's the per, oh, the headline of that show. Or maybe they're big enough to just literally go out like they've been doing with one person, and mm-hmm. they're the star. 
and then have a variety show that they're also putting through. So at the end of each year, they picked one big star, they get their own show, then another showroom where they're putting together a variety show. I think that would be great. And mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about it after Do, this. <laughs> you want to talk about it? I think that's a great idea. I'm on board. You know what I really like the most about America's Got Talent is the way that Nick Cannon interrupts everybody. Oh, gee. Why is he there? For those funny cutaways he will, of him going, whack the hickey! And, and, and it's always like... That's all he does! And it's always like I feel ten producers ran up or writers and gave him shit to say. Yeah. You think, after all this time, he would be comfortable. By the way, the first year, I get it. I've been doing comedy 30 years, and I do corporates, and they throw you for a rattle. Right. So I'm looking gently to... But first of all, let's say, hey, he's just never got comfortable. Okay, mm-hmm. and that said... How come I wouldn't get that lucky? If I got a job and I sucked that oh, bad, you're done. How come I'd be done? You'd be replaced. Then I think, is he that big of a star that it's worth having him for those? Is he? That, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Nick Cannon. He, uh, I, he's probably a nice guy. He's a great guy. He's married to that lady. She's very attractive. <laughs> Mariah Carey. Isn't he married to Mariah Carey? Right, that's a yeah. good-looking couple. Boy, is that a handsome couple. Right? Is that someone to agree on? Yeah. Nick Cannon's handsome with your like. I like that he wears an ascot. I got no problem with a guy that wears an ascot. You know who else wore an ascot? Charles Lind. Nelson, Charles Nelson Riley, Paul Lind. Sure. And Joanne Worley. Oh. <laughs> and Joanne, we chose a lady. Go you ahead. know, Joanne Worley's, oh. Yeah. Uh, Paul Lind was, oh. Charlie Callis. And then uh, I think somebody else did something. Charles Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley. And Jerry Lewis. What was going on back then? Uh, That's when people smoke pot and had fun. I disagree. Now, listen, <laughs> ram your agenda on my throat. Do you? <laughs> Everything's this now, huh? Do, do, do you, you think genuinely? By the way, if at one point I'm overdoing any of these impersonations, I didn't say doing them bad, doing them spot on, but is the cadence of how I'm imitating them overdone? Throw uh, something at my face. And this, so this really was going on unless something gets thrown at my face, and I'll know that you think it was implied. Joanne Worley. Oh, 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 oh. Right? Uh, Paul Lynn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, 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 oh. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Hello. Harry Callis. <laughs> and you don't think they were doing something? By the way, did, was I right that might have not been the best impersonation, but he didn't exaggerate the tone no, of you, any of them? None of it. <laughs> well, what the fuck? Uh, well, what, what, what do you want from me? I'm glad they're dead. <laughs> it, it, no, no, I'm not, I'm, they're not all dead. I they're believe, not all I, dead. I, I, I I'm, by the way, it was. It, I'm always so nervous that somebody won't. You know, I, I'd rather err on the safe side and go. I have respect in the comedy world that for those should, people. Absolutely. Yeah, but there's some. Like, aren't there some of those people? Charlie Callis was probably amongst his friends. People were like, uh, it was all I, right. You know, you know, I don't know. It could be wrong. I think Charlie Callis was the guy that you know. You know, who's the funniest guy? Just isn't on stage. Charlie Callis. You know, like I think he's that guy. Like, because we all we all we have that friend too. You know, like that's you know, funny. he's funny, but he, he never found out on stage. Just blah blah blah. I think Charlie Callis was that guy. And you know, uh, hey, is Charlie going to be at the party? Of course, Charlie's at the party. He's the funniest guy we know. You know what? I'm glad you said that because it, it is. I don't. You know, there isn't a, there isn't a amount of respect I want to have for anybody that was in this business, whether they hear this or not, just for my own decency. And you're right. The reason I picked him was because, well, he was the one that wasn't as famous. But you're right. In our camp, we know people. And, uh, you know, th- that's right. He could have been that guy. So yeah. I feel bad that I even go, oh, it's probably Charlie Callis. I don't know. I don't know what was happening on television that that was allowed. Was there anybody else doing it? Let's think of one more person. Make me happy. That was doing what? Jer- that Jerry Lewis. Lady. Uh, Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> Joanne Worley. <laughs> 
And then um, Soupy Sales, what did he do? He did something. I don't know what Soupy did. He went, Soupy, Soupy Sales. No, no. I, didn't. I thought maybe I'd get one by. No, he's <laughs> never done. He never did that. Did you ever do anything early in your career? And we will not make fun of you. And later, if you're second, we'll edit it out. What do you mean? Show. I ever do anything? A funny sound. A funny sound? No, I was. I have a. a, a um, I used n- to do a thing. Truth be told, I used to do a thing. I, Can I, I play I, it? I have it. What? You made a funny sound after your jokes. You did a joke. Some of the jokes you you, you know, and then you used to make a funny sound, and I have it on. I, I, I let me. Is hear that going to embarrass you? I let me hear it. All right, let me. So let me just play it. All right. Play 2022. 20, I don't... <laughs> was, was that it? Did you play it yet? I was letting you die. You have to do it. Oh, I thought that you were going to do gonna it. Ha- I was hoping you were going to go. I, I can't do you. Here's how bad I am at what you're trying to do. I, by the way, can I interrupt you? As I was throwing you something, I don't like when anybody throws me anything. I don't that mind I that you're throwing at me, but I thought what you were doing is I thought you were going to play some ridiculous sound, oh. and then I was going to go, yeah, okay. I, I, I thought I was going to pretend like, yes, that you're was right. the sound I made. Right. I didn't know that I was responsible to be, you know, uh, Michael Winslow. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, you didn't have to. Oh, you, I just thought you'd do a joke you do in your act that everybody. Knows but I didn't today. know. I, thought, I literally thought you were going to play like some ridiculous. Sound effect from a, a long play. Guess what I'm doing right now as I'm talking to you? You're backpedaling out of your awful ideas. I am not. I'm pulling a hangnail out of my... It's, it's, as you get that hangnail from the side of your nail... And, and you can't, but then bite, once you you can't do, bite it off because then you know, no, no, your I just entire pull, arm comes off. I pull, yes. And then it's not worth it for that little bit of satisfaction. Right, but, then you, but just go in there with a little cuticle cuss. I know. But that. then I feel like it's left there. I just want to pull it out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, give a little trim. Right, Listen, fine. Go. I got interviewed on the... Uh, this is what we're going to do. Um... Are we going to talk about your tattoo? Because I, I, I'm honestly, the last time I saw you, we, we did a bowling thing for the Nerdist. Hold we on. Were... Did you pick a song? The Frank Sinatra one? The kid? Or the... Okay, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, we did the Nerdist bowling show, which, by the way, I thought it was a good it was, idea. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. But you, you had a fake sleeve on. I did. A fake tattoo sleeve. So mm-hmm. I thought, like, when I came in here tonight, that you were wearing that. I didn't know who you were doing that for. <laughs> That's a legit... Yeah, I had to. I thought we uh, talked about it at the gym, which uh, which I might not have. No, uh, by you, the way, why haven't real quick? Why haven't I seen you at the gym? I left that gym. Where do you go now? I uh, over at Warner Brothers. The Warner Brother lot has a uh, gymnasium right there on site. And oh, uh, you, why you like things that are clean? Uh, you know what? I mean, our gym was. I, 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 you know, I liked that gym. I thought the gym that you go to is fine. Everybody else would badmouth that gym, but I liked it. Do you know what the problem I have with it? It's not with the people because look. I don't want to over-talk. You might think I do, but I really don't. I go to the gym 95% of the time. I want to mind my own business, if not more. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't mind a, a, a little conversation once in a while, uh, someone that's friendly. I've met mm-hmm. a lot of people like that, and I turn to somebody. Something happens, somebody on the news. You both talk to each other. I've been very lucky. So the gym, there's not a lot of pretension. I found a lot of nice people, but the gym. It's filthy. Yeah, uh, I, I did complain about the, uh, the showers. Uh, when I went in and there was no shower head, it was just water coming out of a pipe. That's when I was like, you know what, I'm Do done. Something. I'm done. And uh, it's just not worth it to me. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, because uh, I live right up the street. I don't shower there, but uh, I use the, the uh, what do you call it, the, um, the dry sauna. And sometimes it's like, and some people go, I wish they had a wet sauna. I go, really? You'd go into a wet sauna? I went to the one over on Wilshire. I used to go into their wet sauna. I, well, the steam room. And it would be, what am I doing? This is mm-hmm. nauseating. It's like, because in my opinion, it never got hot enough to burn off the filth. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it was like I think I was just I've been in I've been in there and you know what though? That's why when somebody uh, you look funny when you go in there fully dressed. You know, I'd want to wear my shoes in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um but anyway, it's and on Saturdays it's worse. I want to hang signage there. Not kidding. Like get get a pre-made 
you know, like just print it out on paper mm-hmm. with that and bring it to Kinko so it has that sticky back. Yeah. Peel it off, boom, stick it on two mirrors and go, please understand that uh, we, we, uh, Saturdays, we, uh, although we don't give a discounted rate for our customers that come in Saturday, something like from the place, we apologize, but we don't clean on the weekends. Uh, you know, we apologize for our customers that only come on the weekends to pay. The management. How could they take that down? Well, well, well that's true. You can't, you can't take that. Then you have to clean up and disprove that sign not right. to be... This is always like, uh, you know, anyway, enough with that. So he, I have some questions I want to ask. Okay. I'm anything you want to talk about? When did you get the tattoo? Yeah, I want to talk about that. Thank you. That's why you're a professional. Um, the tattoo, I never wanted a tattoo that's like, you know, what do you call it? Just a, you know, I, w- I always liked an arm sleeve. Mm-hmm. I always saw one. I liked it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at a, somebody had a party and they had those sleeves you put on. So I sort of knew what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing it as a joke, as you know, for a while. And then I, I really liked it. I go, you know what? And you know, look, I'm pretty good at self-analyzing myself. I don't think it's a midlife crisis or anything. I just really wanted one. I liked the way it looked, and um, I did it in on President Stephen Philadelphia. They have something called Tattoo Tuesdays, and so they did it for free on the air. And uh, you went over to Tattoo Tat Tuesdays. Well, I should also say this: it's a tattoo artist they've been using the people that work at the uh, at the. Uh, Radio station. At the radio station what, what, for years, that, so it was very uh, respected. Frankie and Bob, what are those guys' names? No, these are actually good guys. You know when you do morning radio? Yeah, but what's their name? I know their names. Who Preston and Steve. That's it, Preston and Steve. Preston yeah. and Steve, WMMR. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it was, uh, uh, that's where I did it. That's the story. And you did it all in one sitting? I did it in two sittings. Two sittings. Did you use the the, uh, the salve? Did you use the you balm? The first time, like crazy, and then it heals right the second time, hardly at all. But someone said it had a lot to do with his ability of doing it good that I didn't scab that much at all. No, no, I did, did, but did you use the numbing cream before? No, and guess what? I would have finished. I am going to finish, and then I'm almost done. Just to there, that's it. And you did that entire thing guess without what? numbing cream. Underneath, this is when it started to bother me because the guy goes, it hurts, doesn't it? I go, a little bit. I go, how do you know? He goes, because you're not talking. <laughs> I'm not screaming, but I'm not talking. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back the next time and then use something and finish it. They would have finished it in one visit. Wow, in that, two that's visits. a lot, man. And that's it. I'm done. And you know what? You know, I have okay. two. I have two tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So you know that. Yeah. I got one on each arm, like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, and mine was a midlife crisis. Mine was, a, you know, my, my son was born, and I went into a panic that I never did anything exciting in my life, you know, other than quit my lucrative day job at the record business and, you know, do comedy for 150 bucks a week on the road. Isn't that funny that you – did you say that in the way that you went, you never did, but you did? But you did. I did that. It's fucking amazing. Maybe okay, the, you're saying – right. the, Maybe the craziest thing, I quit a, a job in the record industry – Making crazy money as a 23-year-old to make 150 bucks a week, traveling eight hours a day to, yeah. to go to crappy one-nighters. So yes, that's crazy. You did I did it. a crazy thing. You're not crazy. You did something. Like, I don't even. There's probably so many more better, so many crazy, and then other adjectives to describe that. Yeah. And you know what? I say we have enough moments in our life of insecurity. There's nothing wrong once in a while. If that's your whole being, it's nauseous. But there's nothing nauseous about once in a while looking back at something you did, like any comedian going, "Fuck." Like I thought, I think of myself as a chicken. I don't like to do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do. I fucking moved to California. Right. I know. <laughs> like with no money. I mean, I had. I did not save. I came out here with a thousand dollars and thought that would work. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I said. Then I put money down on a on a uh, apartment and bought a futon, and I had one hundred fifty bucks to last me a month. And what'd you do? Pat Francis was my roommate, the very funny Pat Francis, and the two of us just kind of. God buy like I, I literally would go to Wiener Schnitzel or or uh, Jack of the Box and get the two ninety nine cent tacos and a drink. So it was like two bucks a day on food, and you know I'm a twenty I'm a man, I'm yeah. a man. Do you know what's funny that, that that just in case he listens to this podcast, a gentleman we were talking about that said something at the gym, Ken. See Ken, I don't always throw you under the bus. Uh, about it's funny that you think it's cheaper to eat out, but the truth is 
it's all it's easier. But there's it's it, he said you know the stuff you can buy you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always like you well, can buy Pat, bags of beans and that's like, what Pat Pat would eat rice and peas. That was his thing. He would make rice and peas. I, and uh, to me, that just seems sad, <laughs> like that he would get rice and peas as I'm sitting there eating my awful tacos from Jack in the Box. Look at this pathetic crunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I know exactly what you mean because, yeah, it doesn't matter because there is something like, oh, geez, because you know why people that eat um, full meals and, and they still eat Taco Bell. So you could just be a guy walking down the street eating some Taco Bell and you're going to go home and have a steak later for dinner. Right. With him, with the beans and the rice. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, home. That's right, what he's eating. Rice and peas. Rice and peas. Rice and peas. Well, one of the... I got... Yeah, inter- go you got questions here. I do. And we don't usually do this. And let me just so we pace ourselves. Uh-huh. Because we are... We're doing two shows. We're doing a Monday show too. So, so you're, you're somebody else coming in after me? Yeah. What do you what? got coming in? I'm very excited. Well, don't tell I, me. Tell me off the air. Okay. Um, is but, it somebody I know? Is somebody I get along yeah, with? We'll, we'll Who is it? Rory Scovel? No, 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 no. Is no, it his no, time no. to come By on? the way, I am not rushing you anywhere. It sounds like you're pushing me out for Rory Scovel. No, no, don't even kid. Don't even kid. Don't well, even I don't joke. know. I mean, I know. No, that's not Rory Scovel. I know that Rory needs to be on every, is it once every no, half don't. episode he's got to come on? <laughs> you got to have people like that on your show. I do. I, well, uh, everybody comes on. Pat Francis used to be once every four episodes. Yeah. Uh, now everybody's on once every six months or once a year, depending on who the yeah. person is. You're a once every six month guy. I'm just so comfortable with who I'm already comfortable with. But tell me if you go through this too. But sometimes you try, like, uh, if I would have never had um, last week, um, who do we have on the show? No, before Graham Elwood. Oh, you had Graham on? Wait, Rory couldn't make it? Troy Conroy. Who? Troy Conroy. No, but after that. He was here. He did the whole thing. No, after Henry. Because Henry talked about having him on. Why am I drawing a blank to his name? Come on, Aristotle. Come somebody. on, every one of you. you Robbie. Chris Fairbanks. Get Fairbanks on. And, and He's great. I would have him on every week. He's fantastic. Yeah, it's easy. And then they live around here. And some I'm not people afraid. are easy. Some people you got to. It's a little more interviewee. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people. I had Judy Gold on. I don't know if you were listening earlier. Uh, I know you were pointing at your paper. Did you talk about Judy Gold on the show here today? No, did you? Why did you have a? Was there a problem? No, I had her on. She was great. She's she's funny in the bones. She is funny in the bones. She's funny in the bones. She is funny in the bones. And I learned that at a comedy festival once, where we were we not to be shot. We did a fake talk show in the hallway of the Montreal comedy uh, at the you know uh, at that what's that old hotel in the lobby. We set up a fake talk show. And the Delta. A, the Delta. There was a there was a guest and then a co-host and we had guests. It wasn't we didn't shoot it. It wouldn't have been as special because so then we did it and to leave as the co-host. Or a guest, you had to go find somebody to replace you. And you, you did it with trust, and nobody ever broke the trust. Started it around maybe 10 at night. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually I wanted to leave. Well, and I got somebody. I said, hey, they want you down there. I sort of tricked them. But once they got down there, they had to stay. And, if, well, they always did. Nobody broke it. I came back around 4.30 in the morning, and uh, somebody goes, hey, they want you down there. I go, shut the fuck up. They're still doing it. And Judy Gold did it the longest. And her friend Howard Lapidus? Or somebody. Oh, would, yeah. Howard, uh, he's a manager. Yeah, he wasn't taking it seriously. Like, And she did it like from that little, because she goes, Howard. She goes, you're not even taking it seriously. And it was like so adorable and fucking so funny. Like, she's. She's funny. Yeah. She's a funny. She's got a one-man show going on. One-woman show, I imagine. Uh, here, I think it's called The Judy <laughs> Show. And uh, my wife and I are going to go see it on uh, August the 10th. Well, uh, where's it at? The Geffen Playhouse here in Los Angeles. I think I'm related to him. Who? Geffen. David Geffen? My, okay. My mom's brother has a wife. And then 
She has a brother, and it's his son. Does that make me related? I don't know. I, 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 I knew you were losing I, you. Literally. Oh. I don't know if that is it your neighbor? <laughs> like, it was like, it was that far. I don't know where this person Imagine is. Imagine if I was that stupid. Okay, I think I'm related there. You know my neighbor? Yeah. He's my neighbor. <laughs> Am I related to him? You know what? You might be. But you'd say, even if you're not related, I imagine you're doing pretty, better than everyone thought you were doing in the community if he's your neighbor. Pardon? If I live next to him, then I'm doing better than Oh, you're living next to David Geffen? If I was. Oh, I, you know, here's how dumb I am. I was thinking that your neighbor was related to him. Uh, I was going one removed and taking the funny out of it. What's your favorite? Okay. I just made fun of myself. That's okay. Here's a quick uh, thing along those lines. Uh, I said this on my podcast when the great Paul Optomacus was on. Uh, it was the day Dennis Farina died. And a person that I know on Facebook put, this is really sad. My cousin worked for his dad. Really? You have no connection oh. to Dennis Farina. <laughs> My cousin worked for, for his dad. Like, what the fuck? You're removed once. That other person's removed once. once. So why don't you just shut the fuck yeah, up? Yeah, why don't you just say, uh, hey, good actor. Gonna miss yeah. him. This is very sad. My cousin worked for his dad. What the? Nobody, nobody's involved with Dennis Farina. You know why people love to connect themselves with misery sometimes? Because uh, that makes them not have to, you know, like those people that will t- connect themselves with and overconnect. I so. said this. This is a true statement. I said this. I want to say back in 1974, I was the first guy to say it, and it ended up being posters and, and pillows and such. I said, "Misery loves company." I said that in 1974. I was eight years of age, and my mother said, "That is that is profound." Let me call somebody at the Chicago Sun Times. Let them know you said that. Before you know it, Mike Royko came into my house. He's a ter- since passed away, terrific journalist. Who did say that for real? I don't know. It's been around forever. I don't know. You're saying that's what I'm saying, only in a different way. But I'm making it more like a good – am I arguing for no reason? Yeah. Because oh, I thought you were saying, oh, great point, Todd. Everyone no, knows. not at all. I was, made, I was, being, I was just being a silly, doing yeah. a silly bit. Uh-huh. You should think more. You should overthink things more. I will. <laughs> I'm trying to. You know what? Do you like this type of music? No, no, seriously. I want to know if you like this type of music. This is a different song. Do you have it? It's okay. You should give them numbers like we did last, you know, like put them on here. Pari Como. Are you okay? Yeah. I didn't even mean it jokingly. <laughs> this, this, you know this won't work. Salagadula, Michigabula, Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo. Do you like this? Would you like to play this in the background the whole time? No. Turn it off. I Hold on. I want to deal with this, really, because I don't like to throw them. You're okay. It's all right. Yeah, I'm good. We just have different signs for it. Uh, you, you wrote down one thing, and I have a... Hold I on. To be more prepared. It's all right. It's all good. Full responsibility. So you have different things written for different things. Yes. It's like, what did you have for Pari Como? Uh, I had Bibbidi Bobbidi. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you do you have anything bibbity bobbity? Oh, Seriously, cool, I need bibbity magic. Believe it or not, bibbity bobbity boop. Bibbity bibbity bobbity boopity bibbity boopity You can pay to that. I used to do a bit about Perry Como. It's okay. Um, and the bit was uh, the uh, the premise. God damn it. Yeah, I apologize. And I, and I apologize for doing a bit. Uh, but, no, no. Uh, but very rarely does Perry Como come up. Uh, <laughs> the premise was, uh, do you think people got back in the day when somebody was like 23 years old buying their first album, were they as excited about a Perry Como album as I would Hold have been on. about it's a It's okay. Album? It's okay. I swear to fucking God. I'm in the middle of my Hold goddamn on, Perry what, Como what, riff. Oh, I know. It's okay. That's God. what I'm saying. Oh, that's a good no, it's okay. 
Why don't you understand that? No, serious. I've never had this on this. No, you might explain to me. By the way, Jimmy, it's okay. You've, you have a show, too. You know when this happens. But by the way, first of all, I'm, I don't know how serious you are. I'm, I don't like ever. Do you, you never have back me here. Or, do you ever have a moment and the minutes that's coming out of your mouth, you know, it's never an excuse. You're legitimately upset with Aristotle. Well, I didn't understand why when I kept saying it was okay. I think he was, he, I, here's what, if I may, I think Aristotle was, I thought you said it's okay. Go ahead and get him. I, was, I thought you meant like, it's okay, just leave it's it go- out there. Oh, well, then you shouldn't have been moving. And then, you, and then you, I thought you said, it's a, so I was a chef, you meant, okay, to leave him out there, or okay? Well, yeah, but that, that's what I thought. That's why at the first, when you go, he's out there, I thought, oh, he didn't know what I meant. And I went, yeah, I know he's out there. It's okay. But, but again, in, fair, it, 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 in his defense, you you, you tried say, to help him, and he... Uh, yeah, he threw himself under the fucking bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, in fairness to everybody involved, because yeah. I'm, I'm the most uncomfortable I've been in my 47 years on this planet. <laughs> I've done your show. The way, yeah, but I do it with humor, and people get that I'm doing it. What do you think we're fucking doing now, You're Pardo? yelling at this poor kid. I'm leaving all this in. You called him a fucking idiot. Yes, he's dumb because of what just happened. <laughs> My point is this. First of all. But no, let me say this. Don't Don't Hear me out. I will. So Perry Como. No. Hear me out. You You were like the person doing... Uh, win, lose, or draw, where you just keep drawing the same thing, and nobody is like, we don't know what that is. Stop, draw something else. You just kept going, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Well, he doesn't know what the fuck that means. It's obvious he's having trouble understanding your two words. Why does he have trouble understanding? Well, he's dumb. <laughs> it's like this guy. He's like, I'm all right with you, and I think... I think we're we're both having trouble with you because you don't really defend either of us. Right. Like, Todd, you don't talk to a human being like that if they're dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, it's obvious when a kid's not sharp like this kid here. You got to treat him with kid gloves. You can't come at him. It's all right. It's all right. You can't keep beating him up like that. This poor kid. He's not. He's not. He's not the brightest. And you keep putting them down. Like, Can this. I tell you, do, do we leave this in or do we take it out? You leave it in. This is fucking hysterical. Okay, you so cut this out. Well, Although it's on you guys. No, let me just say this. Aristotle's uncomfortable, at as he should be because you made him look the fool. At the, <laughs> at the end of the day, first of all, I, I, if I'm leaving this in, I'm going to have to say this. So you're just going to have to bear with me. Jesus Christ. Leave. You want it in? First of all, you leave Motherfucker. it in. Right, Aristotle, are you comfortable leaving this in? He's 100% okay. comfortable. Then let me say this. Let me just say, in his defense, you want to leave this in? Yes. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Please, let me say this. It's all right. Let me just say this. It's all right. I don't even know what time it is. We have to go to close. Do we really? We don't have time for the questions? Oh, no. We're, you know what? Can you take a quick little break? What does that mean? Can we take a quick little break, let Bobby in, and then ask you some questions, and then, and then we'll say why goodnight? Do we, why, why can't somebody just go down and let Bobby in while I'm talking? Because <laughs> I get distracted. <laughs> I don't understand. I get distracted. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they do. I don't know what these two are even doing here. My brain is wired. I don't know there. what Robbie and Adam are doing They're here. They're just hanging out today. Right. So send one of these deadbeats down to fucking lock the door. I just told you because, listen, please. How could you be distracted by a human being? I, Jimmy, if I can't help it. How is this not distracting? These two guys because, are sitting here doing nothing. I'll tell you why. Because they're both... They're good. Get, they're good. Uh, they're great at their their, 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 their trying, energy. Nice positive energy. No, no, no. no you're not. Mind. But let's 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 focus Please, on that energy. Let me just say to our feet and walk down the stairs <laughs> and unlock the door. I'll with ex- Bobby. I'll explain why. Okay, I might be crazy. I don't doubt it. Not crazy, but a little bit. When anybody's walking around, I I can't I can't. If I knew how to let that not bother me, it would work such to my advantage. I can't. Uh, it's very hard for me. I have a new respect when I do radio. I used to come in the room while they were doing their show and move around and do stuff. I tried, I was, even if when I was 
quiet as a mouse, mm-hmm. and I probably wasn't always. But even when I was quiet, uh, I still was walking around, making gestures, asking questions, whispering yeah, into you're the bothered news, whispering into the news person's ear because they weren't needed then about what's come. Now they don't do that. But guess what? I'm surprised how much they, I see them. If someone said, Todd, they do radio, and people, I get it. I see it all the time. I don't know how they do it. So that's why. All right. Well, they're professional. Now, let me say this, and then we're going to go let Bobby in. And you're, by the way, you're just... I don't know why it needs to be a field trip. Jimmy. I don't know why six men are needed to go open up a goddamn okay. door that is no more than 15 feet away. Okay. We're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it my way. I, well, I know we are, but I'm going to bust your balls about it. I'm going to bust your cash in this. Oh, my God. I am so glad I did not let you out of here. Don't fucking think you're not going to do Andrew Dice Clay till I vomit. Uh, or at least come close. But hold on. Let me say this, and then we're going to let Bobby in, and then i got a few questions I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Please. I still – I'm to, – to George Carlin, right? I, st- I don't think that that's acceptable. I see the way you do it, and I'm agreeing with you. Uh, there's a comedicness that there's never a tension in the room uh, ever when I've done your show. I said that because I was like, oh, shit, I was a little embarrassed. Mm. Look, I throw cha- – last week I admitted I broke my office chair. and uh, During it, the show? No, 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 no. Um, but there's a, there's a comedicness when I've never felt tension in the room with being in your podcast ever. Right. There was that was not the case with Aristotle just now. And yes, that was there was like you know, and he's such. I'm going to say it. He's such a kind, gentle, good soul that I immediately felt like. Ugh. So you, what do you say? You just look at someone and you say you're sorry, you know, because it's not it's not it's not his fault. Look at Bobby walking around like a fucking idiot. Who let him in? See, he's in. He's in. What the fuck is the door open for? Yeah, Aristotle, you're a fucking idiot. Did you leave the door open? All right, let's uh, let's um, uh, let's. Uh, what if let's he buys a car? Play something nice. Can you play that? That guy has no idea Bobby's not buying a car. Can you play this? All right, we'll we'll be right back with Bobby Miyamoto. I mean, now that was all. Isn't she good? That's very good, yes. You like her? I do enjoy that, yes. Do you want her to sing at one of your shows? She'll open it up. I would I would be honored. Seriously? Yeah. You sure you don't want to use You want to use this kid instead? Would you let this kid open for you? Honestly, you're at a th- you're, you're, Sure you would. You're doing your podcast in Chicago. Here's my concern. And I'm very serious. My concern is that everybody would think it was a joke and they would laugh at the child. They wouldn't oh, understand yeah. that I have a, that I I'm actually having this child open for me because I think he's got a, he or she has a beautiful voice, a voice like an angel. This child. Well, by the way, uh, I think it's a boy, a young boy. Is it Asian? Is it an Asian child? Let me ask you. Let's call him on the phone right now. If I think he is. You got the phone number? Yeah. Can you? Do we have a? Is the phone hooked up? Okay, we're getting him on the phone right now. I think he's Asian. Uh, yes, hello. Is uh, the kid that sang that song there? Yeah, I am. I'm Asian. Oh, are you Asian? Yeah. Do you know how to make orange chicken? <laughs> God, you know what? I fucked it up. Give, give it again. Go again. Okay. Go again. Maybe, I don't, maybe I'll let you ask, too. No, no. The, here we go. Uh, here, this is... Um... Hello? Hello? 
Hello? Yes, hello. Uh, uh, I got your phone number from a friend of mine, Todd. Uh, it, uh, are, are you the young fellow that sang on uh, America's Got Talent? Yes, I am. Oh, that is you. Oh, boy, it sounds like maybe you have a voice box. Are you okay, sir, a young fellow? No, I'm okay. Oh, there you are. Very good. That was Chris. It must have been my cell phone. Uh, so you're the young man that did the singing? Yes, I sang my way. Yes, and, and by the way, it was terrific. And <laughs> Thank you. You deserve everything, all the success you get. First of all, what made you pick that song? Was that a favorite of your parents? I just feel like everything I've done so far in my life. By the way, you've got to accept the voice. It's the best I'm going to do. Everything I've done in my life so far, I feel like I've you know, done it my way. So I thought that was an appropriate song. You know what? You're not wrong. I guess we've all done it our way. It doesn't matter how long we've been alive. Uh, that's a really good observation. Yeah. Very positive energy. I appreciate it. And I feel the end, my end is near. Well, now you made it sad, young fella. Well, that's uh, why uh, I sang it. I wouldn't leave out such uh, an important detail. If my end wasn't near, then I would never do that song. It's a huge part of the song. But you also, but you're, maybe your end is near. Maybe you're graduating uh, middle school. Maybe your end is near. You could spin it that way, positively. Oh, I don't mean near like your death is near. I mean like in 60 years. I, so that far away. Can we do me a favor? But, well, hang on, me I didn't get to the question oh. yet. Okay, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I guess my question is this, mm-hmm. and you seem very talented. You do, Thank you. Do you, ever, do you sing at parties and such? Oh, sure I do. Now, I'm a professional comedian. My name is Jimmy Party. You probably recognize me from the Corner of the Bryant program. Uh, I know your podcast, Never Not Funny. Thank you, but I'm a pioneer. Now, listen, my question <laughs> is this, young man. Uh, I'm always looking for fresh talent to go on the road with me and open up. Oh, I'm very excited. Uh, now you do more. I, I, I just have two questions for you. Sure. Do you do more than one song? Yes, I do. And do you know how to make orange chicken? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I should have done it the first time. You bring him down the path. You don't open with orange chicken. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. All right, here we go. This... Maybe we should stop. All right, here we go. Fade it out. Here's what we're gonna do. I get some questions for you, and then we're gonna. Uh... And what's the premise behind these questions? Somebody asked them to me today, and I liked them, so I asked her to send them to me. She, she some woman, somebody it's on the from, telephone. From Harvard. They're doing, somebody from some Harvard publication. Somebody said, you know when he asked somebody to hang up? She said, yeah, yeah, you should do it. It's, it'll be good. So All right, so it. she, so you. Well, I liked your questions. Some you, of them I've heard before, but enough of them I was like, that was an enjoyable interview. All right, very good. So we'll so do I, these. I'll be as brief as possible. I, 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 she said, you know, I, she said it perfectly. She goes, they seem like there should be, you know, quick answers. She goes, sometimes you want to give the quick answer and then the sub, go, go, give it part B. It's all right. And that happened a lot with me. I don't know. What? I'm probably just going to give you part B. Okay, hold on. Uh, what's your favorite place you traveled to? My favorite place I've traveled to? Well, Italy on my honeymoon. Or do you mean as a comedian? Uh, no, no matter what. Italy on my honeymoon. I enjoyed myself. You know, it's so funny. I, I don't travel that much, but out of all the places I went, Italy is everything I thought it would be. Yeah? Like just, the, just the sitting down, the enjoying of the dinner. We yeah. ate with an Italian family and the relatives. Like, I got, it was just, and, and the streets and the people, and it mm-hmm. was just, uh, I really liked it, too. Not that, that's your questions, not mine. I'd be the worst interviewer in the world. Um, no, no, no I, I disagree. <laughs> I think the best interview in the world is, is I, think, I, I think the best interview is a conversation. Okay, thank so you. So I think you saying that is because you doing that is better than a follow-up because then maybe I would go, hey, you know what? I also had dinner with a family. Funny anecdote. Right. I didn't this time. Why don't you tell Aristotle that I'm good? I can suck and understand it. He's not bright. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but very, so we're clear. We know I'm making a joke. I, I, I think you're a terrific young man, very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh is there a person you met that you left starstruck or you felt a little starstruck around them? Uh, you know, I had the pleasure, uh, Todd, of doing some improvisation at the uh, backstage for something called the Pardo Patrol that I do uh, over there at TeamCoco.com. 
and uh, I we didn't even ask this person to do it because I figured that they wouldn't be interested. So I'm out on stage doing the warming up that I do over at Conan, and uh, as I, I'm, I come off the stage, and the head of TeamCoco.com, Aaron, says, hey, Tom Hanks wants to do a Pardo Patrol. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, he said I want to do one of those things with that guy on the Internet. Those are fun. And so all of a sudden I had to immediately think of how I – so I had to improvise this thing with Tom Hanks, and I, I wasn't starstruck. I was a little star. Yes, Can I, I interrupt star-struck. you real quick? I bet this will say it better for you. You don't get starstruck. You get talent struck. I get talent struck. And there's nothing embarrassing about and, that. Uh, and that's the, like, to me, that's the one, like, yeah, I, I probably would get starstruck if I met Bill Clinton. I think, I think that might be the one for me. Um, I'm not a big political guy, but, you know, a president, I think, is a pretty neat thing. But Tom Hanks was a guy growing up on Bosom Buddies and all the movies. Like, that's Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, yeah. one of my favorite movies. Um, to be in a room, you know, 15 feet by 9 feet and with like, two cameras on it doing improvisation and I'm improvising with one of my heroes. Like that was the most – you know, it was just amazing. Was there a point when you knew you were holding your own and you felt like I'm relaxed now? Well, uh, he, first of all, he liked you going into it. That, that had to relax yeah, you a little. Yeah, of course it did. But I yeah. still was like – you know, I did one with Martin Short and I felt the same way. Like Time I, is up. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like you don't like Martin Short. No, I do. I, That's what I take away from that. By the that. way, I love Martin Short, and I love when he goes on Letterman that he does that he's prepared. I love it. And he's prepared on Conan, too. He shows up, but he's ready. Is he really? Yes. I hope I'm like that, you know. Well, I'm like, I hope I'm like it now. I think well, I need you to are. start You're working there. You're on ready it to go. We got a chance. Okay, here we go. Um, where do you feel most at home? At home. That's what I said. That's what I said. Um... Do you have any hobbies? Uh, wait, ask me again, and I'll be an asshole. Where, where do you feel most at home? On the stage. <laughs> I just love it. I mean, I'm at home. I, I you know, it's my, it's my uh, dojo. <laughs> Go on. Um, do you have? A, by the way, I had no answer for this. Do you have any? I, I, do you have any? Uh, what's your most prized possession? My son. I said my. Fa- I said possession. My fr- I said seems, my friend. It seems like a crazy. I but, said. But that- I, Oh, by the way, I sound like the, like a fucking parody of myself. I said the same thing, and yeah. then you tell me something else, and I go, that's what I said. Yeah. But I did. I said my my friends, and then I went, well, that's not really my possession. Could you write that under it? And that was the first. Remember I said I answered the questions, and then there was part yeah. two? That was one of the first ones. Oh. What do you think? The, Wait, who I, is this? Who is that? Hamana, on, hamana, on, who is that? Oh my God! Shut the fuck up. There's another one. We got another Who is that? Because now we have a new one. Hold on. So help me out here. You had Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, Paul Lynn. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, Joanne Worley. Uh, then you had uh, uh, Charlie Callis. And then you had Jerry Lewis, lady. Mm-hmm. And then you had Habana, 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 Habana. Oh, uh, uh, Abbott and Costello. Did oh, you do that? Oh, no. Uh, Mo, uh, the, the, the guys who used to beat each other up. I didn't like them. You know, I didn't like them beating each other up. I fucking hated Why it when I was little. Why did you turn into Joe Pesci just then? I didn't like I them. I don't like them. Because, well. <laughs> you know what? Revi- Here's the interesting. Revisit the Three Stooges. Like, you'll, you'll find them, like, on TV at 2 o'clock in the morning. They're not so mean to each other? They are, but now it's like. Something's happened where I can always go. It's, they're clowns. They're clowns. Wait, they're, did it bother you a little when they were so mean? I to each other? hated it. I hated it until maybe two years ago, and that's a true statement. Now it's kind of like it comes on. It's like, a parody of itself. I kind of appreciate that this was happening so long ago. Like, leave him the fuck alone. You're not so great yourself. What do you fucking do every time you're in the same? Not you. <laughs> the guy with the. F- <laughs> <laughs> what? What the 
<laughs> not you, of course this, this not you. Take a turn. What do you mean? The guy, the guy, the guy with the Mo, the guy with the what was the guy that was the yeah, meanest? Mo. Yeah, he used to yell at everybody. What, what did he ever do so fucking great? Uh, he's, he's, he's the brains of the organization. But, but he was horrible. He acted like he was the brains. Right. But he was a he was a he he would just he didn't get him out of anything. Right. He just went. It was like if three idiots were together and one idiot decided he was yeah. going to call the other two idiots. They're called the Three Stooges. Uh. <laughs> it's in the name. They're all Stooges. <laughs> I look at your example. Is, it's like if you had three idiots. No, they're called the three. It's right the name. I wish I could say I was kidding. I know. I would. Why would I lie? Because they might think at least I'm not as. Oh, no, Jesus. I know. What do you got? Um. What's your? What do you think uh, your favorite musical band of all time is? Well, that's Chicago. That's uh, that's well documented. That's what I said. No, I said old school. Yours is Hall and Oates because you're from Philly. <laughs> no, it is not. The Temptations because no, you're from why Philly. Why are you naming those? I like uh, uh, Fake Problems. They're a band out of uh, Florida. <laughs> I'm very progressive. Um, Never heard. Okay, hold on. Uh, was there any? Okay, no, no, no. Hold on. I want to get through. What happened? What's the harshest thing a critic ever said about you? Uh, well, just not funny. And I, 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 I said that too, exactly. And then I, I said, and then I try to remember a story someone told me about Bob Dylan that somebody yelled at, you suck. And I don't want to do a bad impersonation of Bob Dylan, but I think I have to give a little twang to my voice to mm-hmm. give it, you suck. He goes, I don't believe you. Is that what he said? I hope he did. Because that's a great, I don't believe you. Isn't that a great answer? I don't believe you. Because he doesn't. Because he doesn't. Well, and then the guy threw a rock at his head. Well, then maybe he didn't. Maybe you should have believed him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you should take him at his word next time. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should fucking listen. <laughs> you know, you. He, he goes, that's how he goes. Your impression he, sounds like a horrible John Lennon. You sound like you're doing a bad, like, Ringo from the cartoon Beatles. How, Bob Dylan. He didn't do that. It's close enough. Right in that area there. I do, you know, I do voices. I could, I'll, I'll teach you how to do that one. What's the biggest risk you ever took? The biggest risk? I think we talked about it. We talked right. about uh, moving mm-hmm. here, quitting our day jobs, and uh, doing comedy. Um, okay, we're going to go. Uh, you have a pet peeve? Oh, jeez. We don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time. Uh, you know what my biggest pet peeve is? People that don't do things the way that I would do them. <laughs> Which means everything. 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 Are you... Uh, do you mind if somebody flosses in front of you? Like, can your wife come out of the bathroom flossing? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, welcome it. I, you do not welcome it. You don't know, you don't know what I'm into. <laughs> I'm going to call her and ask her. No, I, could, I would. I could call her. I, yeah, who can, but yeah, you know, things with your wife and uh, that's... Uh, but you know what? I don't like when people are flossing at the gymnasium. When a guy's at the, at the communal uh, sink, sink and mirror and he's got the floss out. Floss at home, you asshole. Yeah, don't flick pieces of shit everywhere. Right? And you no. and really, you're so you know you couldn't have done that this morning or when you get home tonight. You got to do it. The, and what did you just eat at the gym? You got a floss. I wish I made sense. Both of us were, were crazy, but I agree with you 100. percent When I see him over there, put your fucking floss away. Go home. Right. You know what? Maybe they live in their car. I don't know anything about these people. You mean either? They might. They might have to do some stuff that we. You take. know what? They might. And then for thirty, here's the. You know what? You're not wrong. For thirty dollars a month, they have a place to shower and clean up. Oh, yeah, that's very popular. I know some people that uh, have lived out of a van and stuff. Some uh, comedian uh, that we know, I think, hey, if you want to move out here and you do that, good for you. Because it's 30 bucks a month. And yeah. then, so you live out of your car, you have your tacos, uh, then you go and you go to the gymnasium, you freshen up, you keep in shape, certainly. You could be there all goddamn day. I don't care how you handle it. Get a cell phone. Do you have a hobby? 
Do I? Yeah, I, play, I actually don't know the I answer. I play fantasy this. baseball. That's my hobby. I play. You, fan, you I play, play what? Fantasy baseball, rotisserie baseball. That's a good hobby. Yeah, I love it. All right. Um, I do that six months out of the year. The other six months. Uh, is there a song on the radio right now you can't stop listening to? Mm, you know what? Uh, if you asked me six months ago, I would have said Kesha. I, I couldn't stop listening to Kesha. I loved Kesha. You uh, know, you know. Right now, I get. I don't know. No. You know the last thing you uh, Googled? The last thing I Googled? Uh, yes, the uh, serial number to a uh, LG television. Are you serious? Yeah, I Googled it because I wanted to see the reviews on it. And my wife in the car just Googled, uh, are the Del Taco uh, beans really vegetarian? Because the woman at the drive-thru told us they were vegetarian. And what were they? You know what? I, I did, we didn't get an answer. Uh, I'm going to have to revisit that when I get home tonight. <laughs> I acted By like the way, it was the first time I had Del Taco in probably 10 years. I was in a hurry because I knew I was coming here. And uh, I had to go through the uh, drive-thru to quickly get a, uh, some dinner. Forget about whether it's good or bad for you. It tastes good. Not bad with it. Not yet. No, that's why. And maybe it's just me. Like, forget about the foods, good or bad for you. Because mm-hmm. I understand that it's all bad for you. But some manage to taste, make it taste. Look, maybe you think I'm going out on a limb, but some manage to make it taste really good. When I go to Wendy's and now I get a hamburger, nothing on it but ketchup on a pretzel roll. You know what? Not only does it taste good while I'm eating it, I don't feel sick afterwards. It's still probably shit. But Burger King. Now, some people might be listening to this going, no. But I like Burger King. But it seems like everything they make just tastes stale. They can't get well, the you know fucking why? roll right. They, you know, the problem is they started microwaving everything. Back in the day when everything was fresh, they give you a fresh bun. But and, didn't they and that, stop that? And that hamburger comes through. No, they now they uh, you know they pop it in the microwave, and then your lettuce is a tiny bit wilted, and everything feels because uh, it's soggy and stale. Bread doesn't stay soft when it's microwave. It shouldn't be you microwave. Ever, you ever go to a restaurant and the bread come out? It's nice and soft. Literally, no bullshit. Forty-five seconds. So your first piece, if you get butter on it quick enough, then you go back into the bread basket. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's all crunchy. And you know what? Do you like pretzel rolls? I, I don't think I'm as high on them as you are. Oh, that was the that was my closing topic. I wanted to talk to you about pretzel rolls for a while. What if you look down and you just said you have that in the fine edition, big bold pretzel rolls. Closer. Right. Closer. Jimmy, let me tell you something. Yeah. This was a fun show. This was a very fun show. I You're can't like, speak for this. Professional. Well, it also, you know, it's you. So it's fun to be here. I didn't even have any, I didn't even do any music. And, and, uh, you didn't need to do music. You did nothing but music. I had to listen to Frank Sinatra for 40 goddamn minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't withstand that. What are you talking about? You didn't do any music. I had to listen to some guy do a Jimmy Pardo parody. Do you think, <laughs> do you, lo- be honest, just before you leave, pick one that we're going to go off as we say goodnight. And this is what we're going to ride off to. Do you want to hear the Frank Sinatra the kid or Frank Sinatra the real person? I, I, there's not a third choice? Nope. Well, I want to yes, hear Perry yes, Como. I want to hear Perry Como. Perry Como? Uh, in the computer, that's Bippity Bobbity. Ladies and gentlemen, don't we show? Take your headsets off and I'll tell you why. Everybody, take their headsets off. Don't go anywhere. Push your chair back and show this man the respect he deserves. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Yes, we do it right. Hey, hey, Miyamoto, you dumb fuck. Get your chink ass and stand up. Even wait a minute. Joke. What even is a joke? That get, get, wait, 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 hang on. Get what? Get your nice ass up. But what did you say the first Nothing. time? Nothing. No, I want to know what you said. I said something that's going to... Because if it's what I think, I said I got to follow up. <laughs> what did you say? I said your chicken. You did? Yeah. I got a quick question. What? You know how to make orange chicken? Shut the fuck up! You fucking take it home! You are a fucking professional. Oh, my God. All right, uh, Jimmy Bardo. Thank you. 
Now leaving Nerdist.com.